0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you.
1: Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud.
2: I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather.
0: Sustained effort and violence. No, please, no, please, everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny?
3: I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool, neat story.
2: I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake your hands. Family.
1: Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, it is
4: a Friday edition, a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We got some Bush Latte to give away here on this Friday. We'll do that in hour number three. We got a lot of guests to get to, a lot of different topics to hit on today's show. As you are tuned in to Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. And also uh, check us out on Facebook Live. And you can chime in there with your questions, comments, concerns. Also, a question of the day. I saw that Auburn was putting up a frank thomas statue so ask the question if east carolina was to erect a statue of a former pirate athlete who should it be got a lot of replies on that and we'll run through those on the show and if you'd like to chime in on that question you can do so right now on twitter or on facebook live and we'll talk about it and i'll give comments on that shirley rhodes is here we are tie-dye twins today Hello, Shirley. The content junkies back as well, CJ Schaefer.
5: Yeah.
4: Now, now, yeah. now. Chandler Honeycutt's here on a Friday, and uh, I don't know what's going on, but Vince is here. Hello, clip. Anytime Troy's here on a Friday, I, I get a little nervous. It's either really good or really bad, right? I think this is good, right? Yeah. Can we talk during the break? uh <laughs> we're gonna take a small ride do we need to talk a small <laughs> ride that sounds even worse is somebody going to be in the back seat
6: directly behind me i'm just kidding
7: you yeah. just as opposed to a large ride what <laughs> would that be uh i should say
6: short ride yeah <laughs> probably small rides not the right terminology there uh, i know what you mean. still a little dehydrated from today sorry about that all right boss is in uh chandler's in speaking of st- you were talking about statues at ecu yeah i, did, I don't want to get off on a tangent on this but i would like to make the point it's funny we're talking about statues at ECU because a lot of people that would you put a statue up, their names aren't even in the freaking football stadium. Oh, no, so don't get me started today. on how we don't even recognize our best football players. Let's save it. Because the old regime only went by, oh, if they have to be an All-American. Our best football players still aren't recognized in the football stadium. That is I just a hot-button like, issue. I would you. just like to state that as a fact. Yeah. And maybe we can fix
4: that one day. You've been working on it, but yeah. to no avail to this I point. Uh, Not for a lack of trying, I will say. Yeah. All right. So, uh, gentlemen. uh, By the way, Amen's (laughs) corner. Is this Amen's (laughs) corner? I don't know. What does that mean, Masters? Yeah, but why would this be Amen's corner? What's the What's the don't they? Is that where they do the post-round interview with the with the champion? You
8: mean
6: Butler's cabin? Butler's yeah, cabin. That's why I didn't get it. Uh, sorry. That would have been a great joke if you said, "Is this Butler's cabin?" Yep. Is, is this Butler's? And cabin? I would have known what you meant. A man's quarter. How many that beers is actually, did you have yeah, out there today? I, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs>
8: I'm burglary, I'm, uh, I'm perfect. I'm ready. I'm ready to do a three-hour radio. Now show. you know why I'm here
6: because if I left just him in, with you in here, not nah, it does. Amen's quarter
8: nah, it would make a uh, 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 radio uh, show. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Amen's quarter is a, is a thing though. Quarter?
4: Right? Amen's quarter. It, it, it's a hole. Yeah, okay. at the Masters. Yeah, like a yeah.
6: But Butler Cabins where they do the interviews.
4: Okay. All right. My mistake. Moving, son, moving along.
6: What's wrong with you, son? Oh. Is that supposed to be funny?
8: I would have gotten a mean look from Molly. God, I wish well, Molly was, was here funny? for that Yeah,
6: So if you don't know the difference Mully, between A-Man's Corner and Bucket's Cabin, have, what's wrong with you, that son? That is the dumbest thing. You are one dumb SOB. I'm hoping
4: Molly drops by, I have his gift ready for mm. him, and I uh, told him. That this would be great. It was here, but... Molly,
6: come on by. I just saw him.
4: Come on down. All right. Uh, real quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dubbuck. Buck. Da Buck. Harold the III and Bubba Watson, it is a team event at the Zurich Classic. Right now, they are done for the day, 11 under par, six shots back of the lead. But that puts them right now tied for ninth in this tournament. So they will be playing through the weekend. So uh, good luck to them. We'll be following them on Saturday and Sunday. Now let's get to the – what Sorry. do you got –
6: <laughs> Robert said online, Troy has a Luke Fisher Fisher statue in his backyard. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I do have some Luke Fisher memorabilia in my house, I will say that. And, and then I, mean, pa- I thought about the statue, but I I'm not opposed to it. A statue of Luke Fisher like with pa- the catch with the touchdown scoring the game winning touchdown?
4: A statue of Luke Fisher and a painting of Jeff Blake. <laughs> Fisher will score. Uh, there is a lack of recognition inside the stadium, but Troy has every peach ball player recognized I, yes, throughout his home.
6: I could solve that. <laughs> like they don't need to hire anybody. Just, yeah, I'll do it. I, volunteer.
4: Yep. There help. you go. Yes. All right. Real golf story of the day: the Pirate Radio team was out there. Troy D. And uh, this event was for Riley's Army.
6: Riley's Army. They raised a ton of money. Um, and I I heard a stat. I was talking to someone with Riley's Army. Should we like, consider it? This is a stat to consider. The stat to consider. And they said, like, if they didn't do this tournament, it would be 600 less families that they could help in the area. And Riley's Army is a local charity, by the way. It's not national, so everybody helps usually in this area. Um, And they help families with uh mostly kids and it could be other sometimes adults too but uh folks dealing with cancer and severe illnesses uh to try and could be as simple as sometimes just giving folks a gas card clip you know it's not um and 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 much bigger things too but they do great work and this is their big fundraiser so pirate ready was proud to be a uh, sponsor of it we were one of the whole sponsors um and then we sponsored a team in it too and it was uh We, you know, look, none of us are professional golfers, but we had the most fun. So it was me. Chandler was there making his Pirate Radio Golf Tournament debut today. The picture we We, put on Twitter. We had our friend uh, David Price with us from David Price Construction and uh, Brandon Manning from uh, Farm Bureau Insurance rounded out the team.
8: Uh, The picture you put on Twitter, I'm not even looking at the camera.
6: Well, son, that sounds like it's more on you. Yeah, than the, I, I, you know, there's a camera. We're, we're posing for the picture. We took multiple I, pictures. Though. I, I can't help you if you don't even look at the camera. That was the one <laughs> CJ sent me. <laughs> you are looking off to the side. Yeah, well, that's very appropriate because that's how most of your shots were, off Hey-o! to the side. <laughs> Detroit. Look, I'm gonna
8: I'm, let's start this. All right, no. I would not talk.
4: Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, now this could be good. I think good. this is my call in. So I, I would want to hear. So CJ Schaefer was out there
7: documenting.
6: Some CJ of this. did a great job. We asked CJ to come out and, and take some pictures and video. And you that had said we could use for you, content. You admitted CJ. So how many holes did you see, CJ?
7: Uh, what was it, six or seven? Guys? Yeah, probably.
4: Okay. Uh, you know, so about you got seven a decent holes. sample size. Yeah, we
6: weren't gonna bore him the whole day with this thing.
4: Would you like to hear CJ's yes. power rankings before you guys? Absolutely. So this is a non-biased
6: opinion. This is a guy that was there that has really no dog in the fight. Well, you are his boss, so he's so there okay, is Okay, so maybe a small dog in the fight. But CJ's not afraid to <laughs> yeah, go after
4: he goes after me all the time. Yeah. He's even gone after Troy a few times. So, all right, CJ, let's start with uh with number 4 on your power rankings. Troy D, Chandler Honeycut, Brandon Manning, David Price.
7: Unfortunately, uh I'm gonna have to put Brandon Manning at number four. I think the best tee shot he had that I saw was unfortunately the one that I left uh, right after he shot it. So other than that, it was a it was a rough start. Yeah, he, he got better. He though. did. He
6: took a while to warm up. Let me just say that he he was very slow out of the gate. Yeah. Okay, fair he got, fair, he got eva- better. fair evaluation. All right, who's coming in third? All right, two and
7: three. I'm just gonna say beforehand very close could be could be uh kind of flipped if needed but chandler i'm gonna put you at three um and i said david was it two so
6: unfortunately
4: cue the music <laughs>
7: Fortunately,
6: you guys know no, what God, that means. you got to be kidding.
4: kidding. Do you
7: believe
6: in miracles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I started hot, man. I did. No, I, I started I, hot. I will say this. It was an no, unbelievable I, start. I will say this. And I will say, when hit, I play from now on, CJ is going to be with me and follow me around and document everything. Because as long as he was there, I was doing great. So you're caddy? Now
7: I think everybody was in agreement. The first few holes that they were definitely playing off of Troy. No, uh, the first three... The
8: first three holes, we took Troy's drive. Now it didn't go any damn where, it, was, it didn't go far. Well, there he is. But it was, Sounds it, a little but angry, it, but, but it was straight. It was no. He looked really. His tee shots looked really good. The first four. four kind of like the senior tour. Just keep All you gotta do is keep
6: it in play, like, keep it down, and it went far enough. But and you it are straight. eligible for now. correct. And yeah. I feel
4: like an old person out there. So Troy D, top golfer. Wow. Thank Adam you, Griffin. CJ. I appreciate that. Chandler, uh, what do you think about that? I mean, I could see why because well, he wasn't out there the whole time.
8: But we we got we got better as the. I will tell you they, this they, guy didn't even play a couple. Of <laughs> That's not
6: true. <laughs> I, I, somebody's lying I, here. Who's lying? I, I played control. the holes. I let Brandon take one of my uh, drives because I didn't want to hit it into the water. There was and then he there hit was one the hole, water we, and I said thanks for taking that for me, so I did not have to lose my ball.
8: There was one hole where you did not. Well, there
6: was one the also. Ball. We had a buster, and it was already okay, far okay, enough so up. Now so now we're getting yeah. is, But after I will tell you, like the last few holes after. I ate that ham cheeseburger, and I started to get hot. I started to fade a little bit, so I was definitely strong out of the gate. And uh, I had some bombs off the tee, though, didn't I? You had you had one. Unfortunately, we didn't play. See, one. mine's the difference between one? me and Chandler. <laughs> I didn't talk hit it. The, hey, to, it as far as some talk of the guys, good about but, the, else. but it was the most playable. He we did hit one that went further than anybody, and we still couldn't play it because it didn't land in a good spot. But it did go further than anyone else. But Dude, he He's did it. Good he hit somebody it. he hit it and he goes guys i don't know if you've ever had a feeling like that but i hope one time in your life you can <laughs> i was like it felt chandler, good i creamed it I creamed <laughs> it. are you talking about golf or something else have you ever had a girlfriend son <laughs> like uh, uh, what?
4: an orgasmic <laughs> tee shot off uh, hole I, mean, eight. <laughs> I thought you went full yeah
6: so, i thought we're gonna have good.
4: to. so long drive competition chandler might have been the winner today
6: yeah, uh, yeah, but we did. We had. Troy doesn't want to give you credit. David, David Price hit one pretty long. He ball. did. Yeah, he was he was building on working on birdies. Like I knew said, you
7: shouldn't have come on this show. Like today. I said, based on what I saw, two and three could definitely be flipped. Yeah.
6: Who uh, who had the best putter uh, putter today?
7: Oh I, Lord, nah. none of you. Yeah, I N- thought we were all even
6: and all evenly mediocre. Yeah, nobody was outstanding putting. I would say. That, that and honestly, we could have done a lot better if we were better at putting. Is it, golf is a game of putting. Clip. If you are good at putting, you can be good at golf. Well,
7: if it was a game of putting, you're all last.
6: Yeah, I know. That's why we we didn't score so great mm-hmm. because we couldn't get the putts that we needed.
4: Uh, Mike says sounds like Troy played well before he started getting the meat sweats. The that's true. Meat
6: sweats. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say. And I've said this before, and Chandler, this, the only the only time I've played golf since this tournament, this, this year, was last year at the same tournament. So I'm only playing about one time a year in a Super Bowl tournament. So as I've said before, if I could play more often and dedicate uh, myself don't. to actually getting... Even better, I could be a great golfer. I just don't have the time to dedicate to it.
4: I know. I don't so know So, to why be able to just play Super Bowl
6: one time a year, <laughs> it's amazing that I'm able to rank as high as CJ would rank me, is what I'm saying. Thank you, CJ. Right. I'm not someone that plays regularly, is my point. Like Chandler, who plays all the time. I don't play all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler is mad. No, I'm mad
4: because He's he doesn't
6: talk mad. nice He's... about
8: anybody else.
6: I haven't talked bad about anybody. You no, haven't said I any I haven't said one haven't negative said, thing. You haven't said anything nice either. You're per, see, Chandler, this is just like a male-female uh, argument here. I say one thing. You perceive it differently. There was never any intended slight at you. There was no slight. Right. Then why are you so angry? You're not
8: saying anything nice about your uh, your teammates. Hey, David Price, not even Brandon, not even Brandon Manning, David Price, or anybody else.
6: I said they came on strong. Like, what are you talking about? I said David Price had some great drives. Mm. I said the one thing we didn't do, none of us put it great. No, we did you not. Seem very that. defensive, or are... no? Everything's fine.
8: <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's what somebody says when everything's not fine. All right, so. Uh, Everybody okay, relationship wise? Chandler, are you good? Oh no, we no we oh, had, it, we had the
6: most fun. Oh, okay, good. Be, being serious, we we, we we had a great. Oh time. Wait, no, by no. the
4: way, you had a good score, right? Six, six under, six under. Yeah.
6: Well, you know, not a good score. That's average. Yeah, average. Yeah. Not Mike Cole was the uh, winner. Mike Mullins was. That, I don't know. I mean, if, they had like some pro guys playing out there. I mean, I'm sure it was like freaking twenty under. I do
8: one. know. I, I talked to Mully afterwards, and he said that his team shot
6: fifteen under. Yeah. Huh. So, so right. you know. I mean, respectively, considering how little we all play, we did very well. All right. Considering where we're at. And now if they graded it like on a, um, on a curve, like with, if they put everybody's golf handicap in there, we'd probably be in the hunt. And originally they were going to do that, but they decided not to. So then it kind of penalizes players. Like if, if you take into account the golf handicap, and let's say ours is 25 plus or whatever, that would help us out a lot mm-hmm. when it came to the score.
4: All right. We're, we're, I'm, I'm happy you guys yeah. made it through the 18. Yeah. Nobody yeah. under par. Yeah. yeah.
6: No, nobody got injured. Yeah. There was a couple close calls with the golf cart incident that I don't want to get into, but <clears throat> we were good. All right. Brandon distracted me and there was a little ravine. And, uh, oh, well, was,
4: what was the cart duo situation? So was, I, I was, was with Brandon and I was driving. How did that go all day? You and Brandon got along?
6: Amazingly so. Yes. Good. Um, as i said we had a few cart situations okay. that i'm sure he'll tell you about um and then you rode with david david price yeah and uh and me and david had a, we all had a great time and then david's
8: just such a nice guy and he's he's just out there to have fun so he kept the spirits
4: high
6: yeah and cj there. you got some great videos mm-hmm. you know you got it was it was fun looking good forward video. to yeah, seeing
4: those uh i tell you what y'all are uh you're a pretty good looking team Y'all looked like you knew what you were doing out there anyway, that picture you put I mean, It Troy,
6: does. It like, if I didn't know any different, I'm like, damn, these guys look look good. Like yeah. good, good they look bit. good, feel good, play good. There you go. That's what Coach Ruff used to say. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, uh, Troy, while you're here, um, I want to recap uh, the NBA playoffs from last night. Did you see any games? <laughs> I did not. Well, that's fine, because Charles Barkley's going to recap it real quick, and uh, this is perfect for you. I, yeah, I, I could this. not
6: even tell you who played embarrassingly.
4: Well, here's the uh, recap of what happened last night in the NBA playoffs.
0: When a guy's banging you, you don't you spin off of him. Those are the worst defenders to play against, actually, because if you can feel their body, uh, come on. 18 points <laughs> for Joker, only nugget in double figures. <laughs> Golden State shooting 67. And the
7: score was 69. Yeah, that was perfect. Shaq
4: lost it on the set. Barkley finally realized what he was saying and just stopped and said, come on. So there's your recapture, Dave. When you're banging a guy, spin off of him. When you can touch his body, and they think we're the only ones that are immature on the air. So yeah, I knew that. I figured that was right up your alley. That's perfect. There's your NBA recap, folks, uh, from last evening. All right, uh, I need to start watching the NBA. (laughs) Well, or Or maybe not. (laughs) Maybe
6: I don't need to watch the NBA. Don't let your kids see it. Um, (laughs) This only games only after eleven p.m.
4: Yeah, we will do. Yeah, that was late night. We will do. uh, We will talk a little NBA on today's show. Uh, We got to get to Brian North. Anything? uh, By the way, Pirates playing. Yeah, I'll have to check that out as well. Uh, anything else, Troy D? Before we take a
6: break here. No, Chandler. Thanks for being on the team. No, I do want to glad you made the cut. No, I it do want to.
8: I, I do want to say thanks for letting me play, and I had a great time today. And uh, hopefully, we can do it again next year. It was fun. If Tony Collins cannot play. Yeah. Well, untruthfully
6: I, I, truthfully, we didn't. You, I asked you before him. Don't oh wow! Tell, don't tell Tony. I no. wanted you, I wanted you to play. with That's us. breaking news. Yeah. No, you weren't th- you weren't an alternate. We I had you penciled in. I just didn't tell you until the day before.
8: Well, that's what I was yeah. thinking because they had my I, name. I, on, I know they had my name. I in put your name
6: in Tuesday and I forgot to tell him that he was on the team. And he texted me <laughs> text Thursday. You, yeah. Let me know if I could still play. I said, Yeah, yeah, you're good. But I, I liked the way you went about
4: it. He felt like he had something to prove. You know. Yeah. You're, you're kind of
6: yeah. But I I gave the names in Tuesday because uh, I knew you were willing to do it and I forgot to tell you. Oh, by the way, you're in. I just well, le- thanks for letting me play. Buddy. Yeah, man, it was a good time. Yeah, radio, CJ. Seriously, team. I need you to with me whenever I play it's a good luck, Charlie. videographer, photographer, caddy, whatever, handler. You could whatever title you need. We'll get you a He's, golf cart this time. He was they, riding. They on the start, ba- he was riding yeah, know, on the back in right right David's golf cart. They called CJ my genie because as long as he was around, I was playing good. That's <laughs> classic, Troy D. You might struggle, but when the lights come on, that, exactly. time to shine. That's right. That's what David Price said. Yeah. Time yeah. to shine. Take
4: yeah. that camera yeah. off True of Troy. Pro. He's hitting it all over the place. <laughs> right. In the woods. It's just an average show. <clears throat> all right. Uh, good stuff. Troy, we'll see you Monday. Sounds good. Appreciate right. it, guys. A lot have more to go weekend. on Pirate Radio Live. Brian North, for some reason, is in Atlanta going to a Braves game tonight. We'll see if we can hook up with him on the phone, get you ready for your sports weekend. We'll have an update on ECU Tulane and a whole lot more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this.
1: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome
5: back. Hey, vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping RV space and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty,
4: back with you here, Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. i got to get that beer out here to display it for our viewers. Shall As, I go uh, get it? If uh, you'd like.
5: Okay, where is it? in the kitchen oh okay hold on
4: content junkies on his way it looks like grab me some of them bush lattes there buddy all right uh welcome back to the show east carolina and tulane are playing in the first inning no score in nolans and uh david stall is uh tuned in and also he sent a link i guess ecu club basketball according to david's playing in the national championship they're playing in some gym it looks like gannon college gannon university and uh there is a basketball game going on and guys are wearing ecu club basketball jerseys so there's something else uh, for you to follow well i knew afternoon. that they had a
5: club baseball team and a club hockey team i didn't realize they had a club basketball team
4: there's not a ton of chatter i've seen some stuff about it in the past but i don't see anything on social media about it so i don't know maybe we need to uh get those guys on the show at some point all right um let's get to our i can't find brian north he's somewhere in atlanta so if you see him
5: probably stuck on the highway
4: uh spaghetti junction i believe uh, they call that in atlanta thank you cj who brings in our bush latte, latte. we'll be giving that away and a large two topping pizza from domino's later on in our show Ryder giles gets another ground ball out to end the bottom of the first inning. Pirates and Green Wave go to the second scoreless in Nolans. All right. Uh, so earlier today, I saw a tweet that said that Frank Thomas was getting a statue at Auburn. And I thought I'd put out there for everyone if ECU built a statue of a former athlete, who should it be? And uh, a lot of obvious answers here and i'll just run through them uh chad smith says the captain shane carden and at numbers wise yeah there may be more prolific quarterbacks to build a statue of the cool thing about carden is though and he, he put a picture up here carden in chapel hill flashing the pirate state of mind tattoo on the uh inside the bicep there that would be a cool statue to have erected for the end of time until the end of time. Uh, with, yeah, with I like that. Yeah. Like that picture, that needs to be up somewhere. Just yeah. like huge put somewhere over there. Uh that would be awesome. Uh Dixon goes with a different QB, David Garrard. Redbeard says Dwayne Harris. would be a cool statue if you could have the dreads coming out of the helmet. Um, Redbeard also has uh there's some joke answers up here as well. Redbeard says Johnny no reps. <laughs> Maybe just have that up in spring and then take it down once the uh, the real football begins. Uh, Alex has a Mount Rushmore, so I guess you could build a a mountain and put four faces on it. He says his Mount Rushmore would be Terry Holland, Terry Holland, Gary Overton, Rosie Thompson, and Jeff Blake. So he's got an AD, a coach slash administrator, another coach slash administrator or was rosie a coach or just a player shirley uh
5: rosie was i know rosie was a player administrator yeah
4: and i don't
5: think she was a coach
4: jeff blake uh his other answer there bobby responded to that and said it should include robert jones this this is the problem and this is why they won't do it because if you put one up there somebody will say well it should be this other guy and it would just
7: just gonna snowball
4: yep snowball from there uh Heath says most of the football facility expansion can be tied to what jeff blake did in 1991 no bigger impact than jeff blake none zero in the discussion period so uh jeff blake is his answer brad now this would be a cool statue uh definitely would never happen but back in the day east carolina had a big man and he was a big man was not the tallest man but a very wide man named dink peters who played basketball at east carolina brad uh, i'm for that but i don't see that being the uh statue uh
5: see when i think of a statue i think of uh, what and, do you wh- think of when you think of a statue when i think of a statue <laughs> <laughs> well i kind of look at it from two ways obviously you want a, a familiar player um someone that everybody can identify with in one capacity or another but <clears throat> Um, which is why I think the Shane Carden one works because you want to go with an iconic pose.
4: Not only is So, that, like for of that player, one, or
5: uh, like, say, for example, the Luke Fisher touchdown. Right.
4: You're not only memorializing the player, but, but the, the, the moment. The moment. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And that's why I think Shane's would make the most sense from that standpoint.
4: And somebody said Blake and Fisher together. And I, I like the idea of a dual statue, but really, what if you just had a statue of Luke Fisher, you know, parallel to the ground? Yeah. Holding, holding out, out a ball. Out of,
5: everybody knows that, knows that moment. I think Anybody that, who's a Pirate fan that has grown up a Pirate fan knows the history of ECU football knows that moment. And those in recent memory know the moment of Shane Carden flexing. <laughs> flexing flexing the tats.
7: i think at the very least everybody's seen the picture and they're aware of the context right
5: which is why i think that would make the most sense to me for from a just the statue i mean i mean picking the person might be a little you know difficult because like you said it's you know if you pick one you got to pick them all because there's so many to choose from but if you're think if but if you're in the context of picking a moment that you can identify uh, that's iconic to the university, I would say probably those two stick out the most.
4: Robert says not an athlete, but Steve Logan. You could uh, memorialize uh, memorialize the man and also the i guess iconic pose you could have him on a knee right
5: on a knee yeah on the sidelines on the far end of the (laughs) sidelines so the The team is this way (laughs) the
4: statue would actually be like off campus (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) on greenwood boulevard that's a great (laughs) idea Under the
5: train trestle just on one knee (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's just
4: down there um world jt says big guy matt maloney that'd be a cool that
5: that would be a cool one
4: little statue little skinny statue uh pd says he didn't say pd which is surprising Shame. pd says travis watkins when do you when, that's uh more of a moment as well
5: i think the only other one that's sticking out in my mind is just a picture it's not necessarily a moment like in a game but just a picture which is the picture of keith leclerc with one foot on a step in yeah. the dugout yeah like that, that yeah you have know, that
4: outside Clark yeah Leclerc, yeah that would be cool
5: you know just have that that one picture that you see you probably see it more often than not of when you see uh Keith LeClaire or anything associated with him is him standing on standing or standing in the dugout with one foot on a step and kind of leaning forward I would think that would be To me, those three moments.
4: I'm starting to think of moments and and just steal shots. And there's a uh, a couple of Jake Agnos' ones where one, he's hulking up. Oh, yeah. And the other, when he's tipping the cap after the state game in the regional. Mm -hmm. That would be a cool statue. Uh, Sam Hickman says Nick Johnson. Hey, he had the big interception in the Virginia Tech game. Almost Mm -hmm. scored a touchdown. Uh, Christiana says Zay Jones is the only right answer now here's one from quack at donald underscore duck 217 so i think uh this is the actual donald duck he says carter cruz now yeah
5: now what pose are you going with that one for a statue that's all i'm saying what's
4: the all-time iconic carter cruz pose ask troy there are you're not gonna answer that there are probably <laughs> several you could choose from but what would be your go-to uh jail craft says morris foreman mofo mofo that'd be cool uh,
5: that would be a good one but once again i it, to me it's a moment it's a moment captured in time
4: uh tom says i La- would
5: not disagree with mofo though
4: Lashawn Merritt olympian
5: i mean if you're gonna go with zay jones you got to go with justin hardy too
4: he was said by some uh loper john says cj2k uh if you could have C- uh, the stat here's a moment shirley
5: yes i think i know Chris which Johnson
4: one running and, and then a side statue of greg, greg hudson, hudson
5: going that way pointing yes absolutely
4: uh, there's a there's a, That's a great one for you uh taylor p says the cran man marcus crandall andrew also said chris johnson zach also said jeff blake trevor says justin hardy skull pirate says dwayne harris imagine his stats if he played with ruffin all those years well he would be he would have the stats of justin hardy and it, Zay Jones. A, yeah exactly a uh, couple of pranksters more like wanksters <laughs> b pays said lucas thompson as did brooks dixon
5: well lucas thompson hey, hey I, there would I, be no statue it's but that is the moment it's not gone there's He's the gone. moment well yeah there's we the moment have him
4: in that weird ugly ecu hat yep. and his under armor jersey and then and
5: you have a statue of like a cloud of dust right <laughs> beside him
4: lucas thompson the most famous pirates to ever come he was in the under armor all-star game on espn and uh and brooks actually did do you younger pirates remember this,
5: CJ? Remember this? I don't. I do. I remember that very well.
4: Committed to ECU on live TV, the safety, and uh, never saw hide nor hair of him here there in Greenville. He literally disappeared. Well, he didn't literally disappear. But as far as we know, we never saw him. We don't as, know. As far
5: I mean. as East Carolina fans go, yes. he literally disappeared. Is it similar to the uh,
7: Mike Trout situation? no no
4: no, because we know where mike trout is
7: okay oh so like he just never went to play football at all
4: we don't know we don't know we don't we cannot confirm his whereabouts we just know he did not play football here Hmm. or any other d1 school very odd so yeah uh but to have him say that on um live tv during a under armor all-star game was pretty cool we'll always have that moment Trey has one. Good player, but for a brief time. Kind of brought, he was part of the rebuild of Pirate football post John Thompson. Uh, Andre Allison. And not only do you have the player, but you have a moment where he flips uh, into the end zone. That's
5: right. He did that flip into the end zone. Now, that was during a
4: spring game. Yep. He also did a dive into the end zone against West Virginia, and they called the worst unsportsmanlike conduct penalty of all time there was literally a guy chasing him and he dives into the end zone end zone and they like called him for taunting or something it was a terrible call but uh Andre Allison was a uh he was a playmaker with James Pinckney in the early Skip Holtz days all right so uh there's some answers I kind of I like where you were going Shirley that uh not only and you could do one for a player but I, I kind of like a, a statue of a moment too would be cool like for the braves like the sid bream slide like a moment for east carolina the uh the luke fisher touchdown mm-hmm. the shane carden flex
5: or keith leclerc in the dugout
4: justin jones make a statue of him up here oh yeah and like eight tulsa players around him trying yep. to catch a ball in the end zone <laughs> the <laughs> hell mary hell yeah <laughs> yeah that's what they said on espn right? yep that's hell right mary hell yeah all right uh cj who are you building a statue of oof Wolf.
7: So I like. Go
5: ahead.
4: Akeem Richmond, game winning three points. Oh yeah. Have his follow through as the statue. Yeah. Cit champion.
5: That's right. I like that. Buzzer beater. Yep.
7: When I think of uh, statues, I'm kind of with Shirley, where I picture statues of not only an iconic player but an iconic moment that everybody remembers. So I think the. Uh, uh, Wow, I lost Do you my entire of train of thought.
4: You think about it, but are you thinking of it?
5: Did it jump the tracks? It sure did. No survivors? Wow,
7: everything is out of my head at the moment.
5: What a how plot about, twist. How about this one? How about this one? How about Skip Holtz on, uh, up on that platform... When they got presented with the Conference USA championship trophy, trophy. holding up the trophy with all the fans standing around him on the field.
4: How about Skip Holtz at the USF podium, uh, putting up a Go Bulls?
5: Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) No.
4: Okay, fine. No. No, please. No. Chandler, who you got statue? Uh, I'm gonna say. uh, I'm gonna probably go with the
8: uh, Dan Esquerridge, Skip Holtz, Patrick Pickney. Holding up, holding up the uh, CUSA championship.
4: The Van interception, also a great moment you could do.
8: But you know the one I'm talking about? Is yeah. Patrick on one side, Van on the other, and then Skip Holtz in the middle? Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a pretty cool. That was just the kind of – well, you know, the Peach Bowl was a great year. I just feel like that was just peak East Carolina football right there. So
4: That was Peach Bowl, but that was Peak Bowl. Yeah. We just created that. Um, not yet. Maybe you could have one with Spider Simmons and in the back it's uh dwayne or excuse me van getting that interception to clinch the uh championship game all right who would you build a statue of uh what moment what athlete
7: oh the uh shane carden one is what i was trying to think of. <laughs> i just lost his name i don't know why
4: all right well, we won't tell shane that <laughs> next yeah. time the train
5: thought him. just went. Ear! sure did <laughs> yeah.
4: Alright, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Hour number one of Pirate Radio Live. We'll see if we can get up with North. If not, we have plenty to talk about on this show. Ellerby with a good one. This is an iconic moment and something you could build a statue of. You have a, a football out there and then attached to it you have the hands of TJ Lee blocking the punt.
5: Yes. No flags on the field. No flags on the field.
4: Good call, LRB. I like it. All right, more to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you on a free Beer Friday. Bush light on the line. We're back after this.
1: listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitiesportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries, along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday, or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock.
4: Back with you on a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Bush Latte on the line also. Some...
8: Body once
4: told Told me me, uh, what's gonna
5: roll
4: me i ain't the sharpest tool in the shed also on the line And our number three of today's show we're in a uh, good friday mood chandler's already played 18 holes today feeling good feeling good i had to go get a
8: i guess i mentioned it
4: bang bang get a bang bang.
8: no free ads i know our guest coming up at four o'clock tony dunn is a fan of these um, so maybe he'll have one, too. But I needed one. I just, you know, 18 holes of golf will
4: wear you out. I'll take something out of you. Uh, Elderby has another good idea of a really good player, but also an iconic moment. And by the way, Ellerby, if you're tuned in, stay tuned in, because I owe you an apology, and I'll give it to you in just a moment. Uh, Larry Shannon, yellow towel, scores the touchdown in Charlotte against NC State and had pre-planned his celebration pulled out a a gold a yellow pirate towel and started waving it around in the end zone and then uh got in trouble with steve logan for doing it but it was a cool moment i have another one too
8: this was uh holton ayler's first year in the purple and gold against carolina and um there is a picture of him going like this after a touchdown i think it was his first touchdown very first touchdown as the ec pirate rushing up the middle and he's going like this i think that would be a good one too
7: that was against uh carolina wasn't it
8: yes yes it was against unc it was against uh that was in, i want to say 2018 yeah the year we had the um we had a uh hurricane come through remember and we wore the uh against old dominion the pretty cool north carolina south
7: carolina yeah, carolina strong yeah
8: that was a pretty cool logo there that was the same year
4: uh, i put out on twitter <clears throat> uh if you built a statue of a former athlete who should it be a former athlete uh, <laughs> responded to that i just got the first reply of somebody saying me and this is someone that i said we, last we segment. mentioned his
8: name or y'all mentioned his name
4: yeah. akeem richmond said me of course <laughs> hey akeem i said it last segment follow through i love that his name is akeem richmond shooting coach well he now has two accounts he has his Akeem account. He has his Akeem Richmond shooting coach account. Okay. So I would go to uh, Akeem Richmond shooting school. Shooting school. If I was a uh, youngster coming up, because he, unlike uh, anyone in ECU history, could absolutely stroke it. Lights out. Uh, the year after the CIT, when Paul and Kemp left, and did everybody leave that year? I think Sampson might have come back, but Ty Armstrong. Samson I think went left. to Georgia Tech was that after cit i want to
8: say it was the, the
4: very next. it was pr- year. a pretty depleted roster you had prince williams back uh, i remember but uh akeem basically the only reason you went to games that year was just to see how many threes he would hit in a game yeah so, he was our steph curry uh that he was that uh is a nice segue into uh nba and also what's going on in sports on the buccaneer Music Hall school board presented by dubbuck dubbuck no day baseball on this friday so we'll have to wait till this evening a lot of games coming up tonight including the orioles and angels uh they'll be playing tonight at 9 38 you can hear it right here on pirate radio so no day baseball to report we do have some day golf to report harold varner the third and bubba watson in the team event are 11 under par tied for eight they are six shots back of the leader heading in to weekend play all right, let's talk uh, some NBA playoffs as we wrap up this hour. And I am going to go with the same thing I went with last night, I believe, and just take all the road teams. All the, the higher-seeded teams are now on the road. And I took the Grizzlies last night, and I gave up on it twice. I gave up on it in the second quarter when they were down by 20 plus and i gave and then they made a rally to cut it to 7 at halftime i was right back in it and then they got down by 20 plus points again in the third quarter and gave up on it twice um then memphis goes on a 21 to nothing run to tie the game they were down by 21 scored 21 and answered and ended up going on it was a 24 to 2 run the run in the 4th quarter was absolutely ridiculous 37 to 12 was the score in the 4th quarter and Memphis and it it was some John Morant but uh, a lot of the other guys for the Grizzlies getting involved uh, as well Desmond Bain had 26 Uh, Clark had 20 for the Grizzlies off the bench John Morant only had 16 so uh, Tyus Jones hit some big shots He was uh, three for three from deep, and a lot of those were clutch uh, later in the game. And uh, CJ, that uh, that series it's two to one, but you got to feel after last night it's over. I mean, if you're a T Wolves fan, how do you even go to the next game?
7: What do you do? The the Timberwolves (laughs) are miserable. Put a bow on this; it's over. It might be over in five. I don't know you. You don't see teams blow. Twenty-point leads often, at all, let alone twice in the same game, one in each half. Um, and I've I've heard people say before you know, to be a superstar in uh, basketball, there is not a single superstar in the NBA that has, you know, that there you don't have a low basketball IQ. Carl Anthony Towns has a low basketball IQ.
4: A lack of situational awareness.
7: He yes. Why there was a specific play last night? I can't remember who it was. He's going for an offensive rebound. He pulls down, I think it might have been John ja Morant. He pulls down Jaw to get go get the rebound. First off, you're a center. You have nearly a foot on him. How are you not getting the ball anyway? Second, why are you going for offensive rebounds? The Grizzlies are the best transition basketball team, and it, I don't think it's really close. You need to get back because you're not a good defensive team to begin with. Here's
4: his numbers last night, Carl Anthony Towns. 8-5-5-4-5. Eight points, five rebounds, five blocks. The other five was fouls. The four was turnovers. Uh, but he's got almost as many fouls and turnovers as points. And that just that can't happen. So uh, They're in Minnesota, though. What does that mean?
8: What he said. Did y'all see that?
4: <laughs> he also said he was just going to go home and drink some wine. And Charles Barkley absolutely killed the guy on Inside the NBA. He called... Because he was...
8: Because his drink of choice is wine?
4: No, because his answers after that game was next question and then the guy said, you know, how do you, you bounce back? And he said, go home and drink some wine. And Charles Barkley was like, no, dude. you No, that's... Those are terrible answers.
8: Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was judging him because he was drinking wine because I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen Charles Barkley drink wine.
4: He was judging him because he. You, you just, just got
8: your ass handed to you yeah. in the second half and you're like kind of playing it off. And, yeah. and he called the. Rightfully so then. For
4: Timberwolves dumb like at least 10 times last night.
7: Well, they are dumb. He's. I mean, he's right. It's. This is. Stupid. It's baffling. Stupid. This is miserable. How. How do you blow twenty point leads two times, especially in the fourth quarter? You're up by so much. At some point, you can just start milking the clock. And if it, there was, there were no points where uh, it felt like Coach Jenkins was trying to stop the momentum either. You well, he didn't call a timeout. Yeah, the the mark of a at least competent coach when you're making a run, like you're down twenty, they go on like a seven zero run. Okay, if I'm, if you're gonna win this game. You're gonna you're gonna come back and win this game because I made you wait an hour to do it I'm not gonna let you keep this momentum and not call timeouts and try to set up our half court offense it's not working something has to change
4: oh boy tough times in Minnesota I also had the road team last night in Golden State Denver and guess what the Warriors are back not I don't mean they are they're back back it's scary. and and they have a a new weapon and that weapon is Jordan Poole. 27 last night. How about Steph Curry off the bench? They, I think they wanted to play him 30 minutes. He played 31 minutes, 27 points, 6 assists for Steph Curry. Uh, hit three 3-pointers. Klay Thompson hit six 3-pointers. Uh, just the, the regular lines for, for those guys. Draymond Green had 10 assists in the game, 5 rebounds, 6 points. Uh, and, and crunch time, nobody you'd rather have uh, on your team than, than these guys for the, the Warriors.
7: Yeah, if I had to based on the first few games if i had to pick the finals right now i would pick the celtics versus the warriors and especially so for the warriors if uh, devin booker for the suns is yeah out for a significant period of time which it seems like he is and that kind of makes this one eight series between them and the pelicans a little bit more spicy when you look at uh what brandon ingrams did this past game to tie up the series uh this is i don't know who's going to stop him
4: that's going to be a, a scene tonight. I'm looking forward to that one.
7: Yeah. It's it's interesting how how much interest can be put into a 1-8 series just like that.
4: The Luka-less Mavs went on the road last night against the Jazz also to take a 2-1 to series lead. I didn't see that because it was on NBA TV, so it didn't happen.
7: Yeah, talk about miserable teams.
4: I do like what they're doing tonight, and that is 7 o'clock, Heat Hawks on ESPN – 8.30, Bucks-Bulls on ABC, and 9.30, Suns-Pelicans on ESPN. So we can actually watch all the games yes. if you don't have NBA TV. I like all the road teams tonight. That's probably dangerous. Heat over Hawks, Bucks over Bulls, Suns over Pelicans. I don't know how the Suns are going to win it, but I think they are on the road. I think, Chris Paul.
7: I think if I had to pick, I might pick the Bulls. Um, I think this Chris Middleton injury is going to be significant. I just
4: don't think DeMar DeRozan's gonna score forty plus. Again. Now
7: that's true, and you honestly you're probably right. Uh, but I think I mean the Bucks still might get out of this series. I think I would kind of expect them to still, but going into the next round, I mean if you have to play the Celtics, the Cel I I don't know if I've ever seen a team play this good of defense on Kevin Durant before.
4: Interested to hear your take on that series on Monday because they're going to be well, maybe on Tuesday. You've got Game 3 coming up, when? Saturday, I guess? Saturday. Uh, in Brooklyn, and then Game 4 is Monday in Brooklyn. It, it feels like the Celtics are one of the top teams, if not the team, in the East. But they still... They say a series never begins until the home team loses, right? right. So, I want to see what happens tomorrow yeah. in that series.
7: It's... Uh, I mean, like I said, Kevin Durant is... He's lost out there, and it's not... I know some people, I've seen people say Kevin Durant is making these mistakes. The Celtics are forcing these mistakes out of the stars of Brooklyn. And I think if you look at a game like uh, Wednesday night, when there's really not any stars that stood out, I mean, even Jalen Brown, who was probably the best of the four stars on the court, uh, 22 points, I think, shot 50%. It's not, it's not great, but you have seven of the eight Celtics players that played scoring double digits. um, that's the kind of stuff you need to see especially when the team as a whole uh the, the game slows down the team's not performing how you want to see it but it's been a great defense yeah, been... by the celtics so far
4: there's your nba playoff recap and update on the Buckingham Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck, chandler would you like to add anything to this conversation no all right thank you uh lrb i now owe you two apologies i apologize for not telling you what i was going to apologize about earlier this segment uh I was notified via Redbeard and I had to look this up. Do you know what today is? You know every day has a day.
8: National uh, Jelly Bean Day?
4: It is. National Jelly Bean Day. Is it really? April twenty second.
8: Just because we were talking about Ellerby, so I I felt like that's uh what we were going towards.
4: I saw him earlier in the office. I did not wish him a happy national jelly bean day. I didn't hear Shirley wish him one either. So he's probably uh, a little upset with us right now that nobody thought of him on National Jelly Bean Day. It's
8: kind of like going the whole day on your birthday and nobody told you to have your birthday. Yeah. And, you just, and you're upset.
4: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Ellerby, as that ball's gone, we got a two-lane home run and the Green Wave take a 2 nothing lead. Uh, a moment ago, I saw Bryson World go for a ball and didn't get it. What happened on that play? Did they get the guy out? They rolled all the way to the wall.
8: Okay, yeah, I was confused cuz I was about to correct you and say it should be 3 to nothing. Maybe it because, is. Because the guy just like while ago hits the shot to center field, Bryson World, as always given 110% tries to dive for the ball. It goes under his glove, rolls all the way to the warning track, and the guy gets the third standing up. Um so assuming i have kind of took my eyes off the game it is okay. three to nothing they so. just didn't
4: have the uh the dot on the basis there in the graphic three nothing two with the lead uh by the way ellerby if easter season is the only time you can have jelly beans easter's done jelly bean season's over how is national jelly bean day today I love how you're
8: talking. It's like you're talking to Ellerby as if he's in the studio. And I keep looking like,
7: all right, where's he at?
4: I'm talking to each individual listener one by one today.
7: Each one who embodies Jonathan Ellerby's sentiment.
4: Hey, Brian. Yeah, I'm talking to you right now. Odds are there's a guy named Brian listening. Gotta be. Yeah. Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. Hey, David. Hey, Maurice. Talking to you right now. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. I have not seen hide nor hair of Tony Dunn Hopefully he's here with his big muscular arms I hope he's got the tank top on We got uh, some Panthers to talk about I got the audio of that coach That Tony loves Okay good Because
8: uh, Tony, this is a uh, new favorite for Tony
4: He dropped an expletive this week We got to talk draft By this time next week Will the Panthers Have another quarterback on their roster And if so who will it be It's kind of exciting right the unknown. We yeah. are less than a week away from the draft, yeah. folks. The suspense. It's killing me. Take a timeout. Hour two on the way after this. <laughs>
1: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock.
4: All right, I guess Ryder was due for a short appearance. Uh, didn't make it out of the third two outs in the third danny bill is on east carolina trailing two lane three nothing gotta get the bats going in new orleans new orleans quick update on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub up check out the uh, buccaneer music hall this weekend a lot going on out there right channel
8: yeah a lot of live music going on
4: just about every single day uh real quick uh did we mention james borrego had been fired i, I don't know i don't think i did how do you feel
8: uh, about like the um, I don't know I don't know I just uh, I feel like there should be great radio I I, I think there should be well, hold on well, th- this is our
4: segment called I don't
9: know oh okay I,
8: I think that there should have been at least another year uh, but the product on the court especially in the postseason the past two years losing by 30 plus in a playing game against a team that you shouldn't lose by 30 plus to uh, is very concerning with the talent that we have on the team not just talent but young talent um, so that that is concerning I, we kind of there was talks about it happening and uh, it happened so now we have to go back out and find a new head coach so we've seen in the past what 10 years we've seen Steve Clifford we have seen I guess brego
9: was after Clifford yeah I'm surprised it's already been I feel four like years.
8: Had, I feel like Borrego. I feel like wasn't with us that long. But four wanted, seasons. It was like four. Was it four I, seasons? It doesn't
4: feel like it. If you make a pros and cons list, the pros are improves every year. They had a winning record this year.
8: I see it as like the Joe Dooley situation. How so? Where I feel like there's more people out there that think that he should stay. They they like. I guess the direction the program the franchise was going
4: but in the cons list you've got the way these last two seasons have ended have ended the pros list you could say he's done it with not the best roster Facing but injuries with injuries I was going to bring that up on the cons list you could say every team deals with injuries it has to do that um so yeah I, I I said and it was kind of a reactionary thing but after that blowout loss to the Hawks. i was like yeah i'm either way if they fire him okay i understand and almost the hot
9: starts have hurt have hurt him a little bit
4: because they started get your hopes up yeah they got they
9: were smoking hot two years in a row in the beginning of the season and then you and then you get excited that they're going to be you're breaking through the ceiling and then you just turn out to be the same team
4: yeah and
9: then a lot of uh hardcore hornets fans have a lot of questions about like the distributor, like how he's playing the players the minutes. Well, People Chandler, got you always talk of, about oh, how
4: he doesn't play rookies and young players. Yeah, and he's the, supposed to be known for developing young players. Yeah. And, well, maybe this is how he develops them. On the bench. <clears> yeah. In G, G League. League. By. Like Kai Jones. You got
8: Book Night. You got Kai Jones, who really just well, Now he's never, in the G League. That, that Never saw any playing to any minutes. Um, there was several times this year where you go and look at the box score and— you see the DNP beside their name, so they I'm really haven't had play. any good
9: players, man. In some ways, you got to say they like—is that the roster's young, man? And you got one, you got mellow. and that's like it. Miles Bridge is a good
4: player.
8: That's going to be looking for bank,
4: really, like that yes, much. Yeah, yeah, he's turned into a good all-around player. Uh, I mean, is that enough to win? The- Maybe take a half million off after he threw his mouthpiece and hit the girl mm. in the stands. I don't know. know. Now she can sell it on eBay. (laughs) If you, uh, you kind of just have to wait and see. Like, if they bring in Frank Vogel, you say, okay, well, they upgraded. If they bring in some guy you've never heard of, who is the guy that... uh, Joe Dooley. uh, What are you talking about?
9: Just saying, like, if you're bringing a guy that you don't (laughs) care to, like, it's not an upgrade for a (laughs) protein.
4: Okay. I uh like deaf ears, obviously. Mike Dunlap was the name I was looking for, Chandler. Twenty one and sixty-one was Mike Dunlap in twelve and thirteen. That was Jordan's guy. Yeah, hey, you look like you don't even remember that. That was before Steve Clifford.
8: There's an asterisk beside his name.
4: Uh, because we're not even sure if he's a real person. <laughs> that might or may not be his name. So anyway. Oh no. Nah, Tony's pointing at the uh, screen as another two lane player crosses home plate. It is four to nothing green wave all right let's talk uh panthers we're less than a week away from the draft yay tony thursday
9: night folks uh next thursday night live c3 draft party you guys should check it out
4: and watch the whole thing if you want but i would definitely recommend watching when the panthers are on the clock to get that live reaction so tony all the years you've done this can you think back real quick how many times have you been happy right after the pick? How many times have you been cursing angry after a pick? Like so this will be anything our ninth, stand out? This is our ninth one.
8: Nine?
9: Wow. Ninth show. Um I have it started with Kelvin Benjamin. I i, I, I was upset about that pick. I wanted Allen Robinson.
4: They trade up for Benjamin?
9: No. They traded up later in that draft for Devin Funches, though. That's what I was yeah. thinking of. Okay. Same draft uh um or maybe it was the next year next the following year was Shaq Thompson you know i got excited about shaq thompson because we were getting good and i was like it was like oh we're going to add to this dynamic linebacker group and we're never going to ever be bad at linebacker in the whole history of the world i was excited about his
4: jersey before he even played a snap he's actually turned out to I remember, be one of these favorite panthers <laughs> <laughs> i remember talking to you and that that was like when you uh it's almost a cocky pick where Like, you're set at linebacker. Yeah. But you're like, we're
9: so good. We're just going to add to it. Yeah, mean, we're going to use this guy, like, as some Swiss
4: Army knife. Uh, I'm trying to think. Next uh, year, I got the first rounders uh, here. And uh, and this was after the Super Bowl, I guess, so you had a late pick, Vernon Butler. Yeah, that one. I mean, who could you pick at 30 to make you excited, though? Derrick Henry. Oh, okay. I've heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did you want him at the time? Yeah,
9: I think I wanted... Bradley Roby that year. Oh yeah, that was another one. Is that now look is again another cocky pick? You had Star Latulale and KK KK Stewart. Now you thought that they were using um, Vernon Butler to play contract, you know, leverage against one of those guys, but then they ended up just paying KK anyway. Um, He didn't work out so I wasn't you know when you're coming off a Super Bowl year you don't really care who you pick you're like man True. we're we're feeling good man we we believe in this GM we got this so in retrospect man we could have done a lot of different things there next it, year uh, was McCaffrey yeah uh, um, didn't think that was gonna be the pick was, fi- was happy with it that was probably the last time I've been happy
4: uh, you have to be happy looking back at your 2018 first rounder DJ Moore Yes, you weren't hey, you Yeah,
9: yeah, I, I was. I was. Hey, I was going to yeah, ask. Yeah. that I was a
8: little confused. I was thinking you would have been happy with a DJ. We needed kick.
9: that. Yeah, that was fine. He was also pitched to us though as a developmental player. This is awesome. Is that people all wanted Calvin Ridley that year? I was not on the Calvin Ridley train. Thank and look, I was right. I just thought he looked like he was going to be a like a. That would have
4: been a real gamble.
8: I, I, I was going to... Dang it. I, Tony, was gonna say, I wasn't going to bet on Tony's
4: that. face on that one was worth it. <laughs> worth that joke. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I was
8: uh, all in on Isaiah Simmons the year we went to Derrick Brown.
9: Yeah. man. That, I, I mean, again, sure, a lot of people were upset about the Derrick Brown. I thought I felt like that was just kind uh, of a necessary pick. Man,
4: I had a prop bet on Simmons to the Panthers. Uh, and uh, y'all took Brown, and I guess he went... He went to the Cardinals like right short after,
8: and yeah. actually kind of had a little slow start to his NFL career. Um, I want to say Derek Brown had a more productive start.
9: Oh, ter- yeah, and then but career. then last year um, it kind of the tables turned. Yeah. So, Clip, one of the things that's been difficult about these draft nights is not the player we select, but the players that you wanted that you didn't get. Yeah. Um, so that year, I was all in on Justin Herbert. Hmm. And he went right before us, and you're sitting there going, "Man, we got the same problem." Then last year with JC Horn, it had nothing to do with JC Horn as a player. It was just that we man, were
8: wanting Fields. Fields this, was there. Fields,
9: fields was there, and Slater. I was on your
4: show last yeah. year. Oh, and the the tackle and Slater, Slater. yeah, and like Slater, either,
9: yeah, and then those. So it has less to do with those players. I have not really been uber excited about a draft pick. I think since like Cam Newton almost. <laughs>
4: cuz even Keekly was like who you know oh, who's this right? guy oh yeah. yeah who was this guy we knew he
9: had a lot of
8: awards we had John he Beeson. took about i mean he he had just about every single award in college football when it came to either defense or linebacker but you, but you see a won. lot of those who's guys
4: this? and it's like they're just like they're tryhards like they the, do they're really great college players the that don't make invisible it. girlfriend guy had a uh, ton of awards yeah manta tail yeah but so he probably I have imagined there was a few Panthers fans excited, but I bet he just blew out expectations for him. Oh
9: man! I mean, he's probably got to be like one of those players that succeeded expect. Like, who are a couple of players in the history of your team that were like you didn't think was going to be good, and then they turned out to be awesome? I mean, like with the Patriots and Tom Brady. Like nobody saw uh, that coming. You're talking
8: about? Are you still talking about Kekley? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about the impact he had on that defense. Not just sad; it a,
9: was just ended not so just, shortly.
8: Not just because of the player that he was, he was all over the field. He put people. He was basically a coach on the field. He yeah. put the players on the field in position to succeed.
9: You almost wonder if he made Ron Rivera look like a better defensive coach than he really is,
4: because <laughs> well, he was out there. That's yeah, why it like uh, makes
9: it easy when you got like I mean, is I mean, I was gonna say is Phil Jackson the best coach like one of the best coaches ever, but he always had the
4: best players. It does make it look it's easy when you got MJ and Shaq. that's kind of why i was joking with uh chandler so when uh keekley was up there at washington practice like hey we got our we got our man he did the same thing in buffalo i know he did but uh i'm surprised so what i wish he would go help one of y'all is he
9: out of football somebody said yeah i think he is i think he's probably itching to get in as a coach
4: all right uh this time next week tony will the panthers first question will the panthers have a new quarterback 50, 50, 50. It's, it's a coin flip. I'm excited to see. We talked to Emery Hunt yesterday, CBS Sports HQ. I'm excited to see what happens on draft night with Jimmy G and or Baker Mayfield. All right. That's got to on, happen. On the, draft we've night. been talking about this on the show. Yeah. It's like, do you call? Here's the
9: thing is that if you're the Panthers and you get the pick, if you get pick five, they put in their pick, you got two minutes or three minutes to make your pick or five or whatever the heck it is. You could do you call Cleveland up and you say, "What's the lowest you'll give for Baker?" Like we're just like it, it, where you take a fourth, and if they say yes, then do you just then say, "All right, we take the best tackle, and we'll take Baker," or same thing with Jimmy? I think, uh, but I I wonder what happens though if somebody on our show was saying if you don't do that, you let them go a, like into the second phase of free agency mm-hmm. that they actually have even less leverage those teams.
4: It also like, cuz they're going
9: to end up just having to cut Baker Mayfield.
4: Right, I don't understand I don't know the full contract details of it all either, but do you get a discount if you wait as well? Right, as you're trying to figure out when he's the cheapest. He's the most yeah. expensive now. Right, right, right. He
9: gets cheaper on draft night and some people believe his the stock bottoms out after draft night. Then the whole thing with Debo Samuel, now there's this, yeah. these rumors floating around, and a lot of people are saying, would you trade your first round pick and Robbie Anderson, the number six and Robbie Anderson for Debo and Jimmy Garoppolo and a third or second?
4: So you get your quarterback, you get
9: Debo, Debo and you get a second and round And you're
4: there. losing on a quarterback you could draft or a tackle. Yeah, and Robbie Anderson. I'd yeah. take that. Really? Mm-hmm.
9: The only problem is, is you got to pay Debo. Then
4: I don't like that Debo doesn't want to be what he is. Is that? Do you think that's what it is? It, was that a report, or was that his words that he does? not to be? I don't know. I be, haven't
9: felt I, like I feel like what I've heard he about it. I that don't trust. Utility guy. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be paid like a utility guy.
4: Or he's not being paid. Or if you play him like that, pay him as a receiver, running back, back quarterback. Pay pay
9: up, because I'm doing a lot. I think he just needs to be paid what he wants to be paid in the range of like Tyreek Hill. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, and that's just what it comes down to is he wants to be, he doesn't want to be paid like a running back money. And that's kind of messed up that the 49ers would,
4: would try to categorize him as that. I'm trying to find... So, How many catches did he have last year? Yeah, I'll look up his numbers. I'm trying to find his Twitter right now because didn't he come out and say he never said he wanted to be closer to home? See, this is why I don't trust anything going around with <laughs> any of it. I, I
9: did know. hear that his brother was on Facebook saying he wanted to trade.
4: Well, it's pretty clear at this point yeah. that he does indeed want to trade. trade. And does not want to be a 49er moving forward. I think some of it has to do
9: with um, how expensive it must be to live in the Bay Area. That rookie paycheck just doesn't go as far.
4: All right. Last year, Debo, 77 for over 1,400.
9: (laughs) 77 catches? Yeah. For 1,400 yards? Yeah. He's a
4: receiver. Yeah.
9: And then he had another 500
4: rushing rushing yards? 365 rushing yards, eight touchdowns. On the ground. Eight rushing touchdowns? Yes. How many receiving touchdowns? Six. So 14. He had better
8: 30. numbers than DJ he Moore.
4: Have. He had better numbers than DJ Moore. Uh, 59 carries. I mean, like, if you just pay. He had one of the best seasons of all time. Like, just take out his rushing numbers. Those are great receiving numbers.
9: Imagine if that was a running back and they had those numbers. You had. Uh, say 1,300 yards rushing and another 700 yards receiving because that's kind of like the flip. It's just receiving is higher. He's And that's on a team that didn't have anybody
4: right he was the he offhand.
9: was the off and like he might as well just they, he should be asking for quarterback money
4: so he had 1770 yeah 1770 yards from scrimmage McCaffrey had the 2000 I was right? going
8: to say we we had a guy that went a thousand thousand yeah
9: but he had a hundred catches and
8: that wasn't a bad that was in Matt Roll's first like 400 year
9: 400 carries too No, that was uh in Ron Rivera's final year mm, that's right All right, let's uh, pay. I mean, I don't know. I was like, I just don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I take. I almost will do the trade without
4: Jimmy. All right, do the trade, and Jimmy will back up Sam Darn. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Tony Dunn. Uh, We've got the audio of Tony's new favorite coach in the NFL and for the Panthers, the guy who's going to be the interim when uh, Rule gets fired Week Five. Uh, So we'll talk about that and more Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this.
1: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is
5: open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and their famous brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. They also have the best selection of beers around. Winslow's is located on Fifth Street beside the State Theater in Uptown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock
4: back with you Pirate radio live free beer friday bush latte on the line put out there earlier today if east carolina was to build a statue of a former athlete who would it be had a lot of entries just had one uh, a moment ago from aaron who says ruffin mcneil his honorable mention would be his man marcellus harris and he said for the great work he does as a councilman in newport news virginia so Marcellus Harris, great pirate player. Uh, did not know that he was involved in that, but there you go. Uh, Tony Dunn, pirate statue. Who would it be? Hmm. I mean, I think it would.
9: I like David Garrard. I think he could be one, right? Can we win? Statue too. Uh, he was a quarterback in that '99 Miami game, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, um, so it probably and was it two peach bowls? Was it? Jeff Blake got the Peach Bowl, and then there was only one Peach Bowl. W- only one Peach Bowl. Yeah.
4: Steve Logan was set. Was early, that Liberty right? Bowl that we always went
9: to? What was the
8: bowl yeah. that
4: we always went to back then? Liberty Bowl. When, won one, lost one, and then later when lost two. Y'all
8: mentioned Steve Logan. Did y'all mention like the statue being of him and his crouch?
4: We did, and uh, I wouldn't mind that. I like for him drinking a glass of wine. We said <laughs> it would have to be on like Greenwood Boulevard, like away from the campus, because he was so far away. Yeah, from everything. he would
8: always be away from everybody. We isn't? had a great uh, bit
4: earlier on the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, uh, let's see. I was. I know you went to Stop Shop. How about
9: um, who's who's your favorite receiver? Dwayne Harris, who's yeah. my favorite pirate of all time. Really? Yeah. Favorite Pirate of all time? Yeah. The playmaker. Tough as nails. He was awesome. Love him. You know who I loved for this team a lot, and he used to come on the show, was Terrence Comper, man. That, yeah. that year that Dwayne, he played for us as a transfer, like, and nothing was good on that team, and he was great.
8: D- Dwayne Harris was like a Debo Samuel.
9: Yeah. yeah,
4: Dwayne Caught, Harris was awesome, reverse, man. I mean, he threw was. Threw the
8: ball. This kid. This, I mean, I can against see U-Tep, that. You remember that?
4: Never had a punt return for a touchdown, yet it felt like all of them were almost touchdowns. Oh, my God. Because he Every, break like seven tackles. It was so much fun.
9: Uh, I like a Justin Hardy statue. Yeah, I can deal with that. With the bright.
4: Uh, the man with the yellow gloves. <laughs> the, the man with the golden gloves. gloves. Yeah. The statue could be gray, and you and just, just have, have these those bright-ass gloves. Ass gloves. <laughs> uh, Susan Deans is in her feels. Is that the proper phrasing? Uh, hashtag Fire Matt Rule. But then we were talking about the old drafts and, and players. She said, Keekley Davis, Newton, Khalil, Olsen, crying emoji. Uh, literally,
8: <laughs> I mean, I, well, no I I think about that picture. i mentioned yeah. it several times, the picture oh, of the captains. Uh, in that first game, the year we went to the Super Bowl against the Jaguars, it was you know Cam Newton, uh, Luke Keekley Ryan Khalil, Thomas Davis, Greg Olsen, Charles Johnson, and then like what in two years three years those guys were gone every single one of
9: them well you know one of the knocks on marty herney who is now a consultant with your team clip the washington isn't he is he no longer a consultant with you guys i haven't uh, heard much about he might him. still be on the payroll but uh yeah. one of the knocks on him was everybody would uh or it wasn't a knock Is like we would say he always got the first round right and then people would go oh there's more to the draft than just the first round and they're right. Is like you need to – I mean, you have to collectively be good. But getting the first round isn't easy all the time either. Just look at the last seven years for us. I mean, we've got, I guess, you could say Brian Burns. Would you say Brian Burns, DJ Moore, and Christian McCaffrey are wins in the first round? And then there's some questions with Benjamin – not questions. He's a bust. Um, Shaq kind of questions there. Who else would be? We went through the list already. Right. Vernon Butler went missing on the first round. It's like the like what CW says about fantasy. It's the first round draft pick. What doesn't win you
4: your fantasy football team, but missing it you lose loses it. it. Yeah, and sets you back a yeah. lot. By the way, Tony, if you Google Marty Herney, it says American sports writer. Yeah, he was uh you know, he was a
9: sports journalist to start. Then he got into somehow got a GM job out of it.
4: Not just a sports journalist. He was the Redskins beat reporter <laughs> in 1988. That's right around the time they won the Super Bowl. That's awesome. And now he uh he is indeed employed. Then he was back on ESPN. I mean, he was on ESPN after
9: um he was fired the first time. So as who- an analyst. Uh he had his own radio show in Charlotte. Oh, after okay. or after he got fired uh, for Dave Gettleman, all
4: right, uh, let's get to the audio, Shirley. This is so I saw you tweeting about this earlier this week, Tony James Campen. You you love this guy. Well, it was a fun press conference. Um, I like.
9: I I think the thing that came away from this is that when listening to Ben McAdoo, Phil Snow, James Campen every one of our assistants coach assistant coaches is more endearing than matt roll and i mean you know we're in the drudgery of content creation Mm -hmm. so i've been experimenting with some short-form content a little bit more
4: i also like that as we evolve not only as a society but in sports and, and we see a lot of new things that we're trying to get used to it is kind of refreshing to hear from an old school football guy like when i go talk to steve shankweiler who's been around forever There's something, I don't know, nostalgic, like cool about that. Yeah. And hearing an O-line coach talk is always cool. Yeah,
9: you don't want them to be
4: dainty. No, you want them to be old school, tough. and The ball coats. And cuss. Yeah. We love cuss words. They're fun. Uh, So let's hear that piece of uh, James Campin earlier this week. You'll hear the reporter's question and uh, his answer.
1: You talked about uh, the guys that you have, and you're first kind of getting to know them right now. But you've been at this for a minute or two. When you talk about the the, the makeup of a player that's going to play in that group, obviously you want good technique. But is attitude and maybe a little bit of snarl maybe even more important in your eyes to for that group?
0: You know, I think that's a that's a really good question. You know, I've never really had it posed to me that way. If it's more, um, I think really the makeup of a lineman has to have tremendous balance of all of those things. But if you get a gritty gritty guy, oh, boy, that almost slipped. A, whoa, <laughs> that almost slipped there. Yeah, that's, you see there? You got me. Is this on, like, live? Oh, shoot. All right. Uh.
4: <laughs> so almost walked his way right into an mf And then said the S word while trying to get out of that. And then at the
9: end, that was the best part. He he goes,
4: well, I, uh," he said,
8: and he said it like he didn't know he was still on the mic. He was like. Well, i effed up there no
9: no that's not what happened is he went up to get up from the podium and his foot got caught on a cord <laughs> and he goes f <laughs> and, it like, and, and it was like he was about six inches away from the mic so you still heard him just oh go, he my just God. said f i mean he said the word
5: is it just me or did he sound a lot like ryan robinson
4: oh yeah i heard it i heard okay. i heard All some right. of that I like it. sounds like a dad that steps on like a his kid's car in the hallway and
9: just (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. And I like look, I just like to see when they're you get to see a normal human being. Um and it was fun. And see him try to backpedal, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) and and then get out of it and just walk it. I said he cursed himself for cursing.
4: (laughs) Yeah, he did. He just couldn't get out. And I like when organic things happen and a team like the bunch of jerks thing that took over the canes yeah. that was awesome like the panthers linemen and even like put it in a store or something like gritty mother effers or whatever oh like you gotta do something gonna with be, that now you're right good
8: branding marketing yeah.
4: thank yeah. you clip you got it. thank you clip now that's when, gonna be our shirt for this year when they give up eight sacks week one you oh. better sell them now, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And <laughs> do it before the season. We'll have like a, you could have like a tearaway thing on
9: it. So it's like you're gritty today and you just a bunch of. <laughs> <laughs>
8: or you could turn gritty into.
4: Bleepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bleepy mother bleepies. Exactly. Sleepy is this live are we on live uh so
9: there that you go was the fu- that was also funny too it because he's like oh crap this is zoom i mean <laughs> how's this
4: technology work here i don't understand
9: And it, it must be weird for them too because these are zoom interviews and they're standing at a podium and they're probably hearing they're like so they're trying to act like they're talking to people but they're like talking to a computer screen that's yeah. over across the room um, and then again, Ben McAdoo had some uh, some human moments in his press conference too. Um, but I, what I liked about this is I just came away from this like liking these personalities more than when I hear my own co- with a head coach speak. I'm like, gosh, please get this guy out of here.
4: Yeah, well, maybe. That's well, because
8: that's all you hear from. You hear from the coordinators. You hear from the head coach all the time. You don't get to hear or kind of get to know these assistant coaches. The Maybe rule, position uh, coaches
4: sends these guys up during the season and stays, uh, in the, the back. Maybe it'd
8: be a little too well. Odd. Then we're going to bash him for being a coward.
4: <laughs> I know he cannot win at this point. No, I mean, he can win, it's just they're going to have to win. The only way he can win is to win, yeah. is to win. Yeah. Charlie, see if we have Trent Dilfer in the uh, I think it was in the sports bar folder.
8: Sports bar because
4: he said something one time Great that, flip, uh, right. That sounds like I like Trent. I liked him. He
9: loved Cam Newton back when he was coming out of college, but I felt like he's a. I feel like he's kind of an opportunist as well. as like as soon as they hit any hardship, he jumps
4: ship. This will not shock you, Tony, but uh I was wrong about Cam Newton. I just yeah. thought he'd never be accurate enough, and I base that off of very small sample size. Like he was, it almost looked like he was playing high school football in college, where he was just the best player. Uh, so for Matt Rule to win, he's got to win, and, and Trent Dilfer understands what I'm saying there, right, Joe. You can hit it now.
1: <laughs> you cannot
6: lose games in the NFL and still win.
4: No, that was it. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I mean, there's never been a truer statement. <laughs> Chandler, do you agree? Do we not agree?
6: What What was it he said? Hit it one more time, You sure. cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. <laughs>
8: <laughs> uh, a, a stat you, oh, a status you, is a statistic. <laughs> you can look at.
9: It. That is like so Matt Rule has a bunch of these, right? There's these been the two viral clips floating around. One was from the senior bowl last year where he was like, "The harder you get coached, the harder we got a coach. He's <laughs> like, uh, what does that mean, coach? <laughs> and then the other one is he went and spoke to Florida's football program. He goes, most teams who lose don't know why they lose. And you're like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> if, we- if they knew, they could fix it. <laughs>
4: they could fix and it. And he's uh,
9: like, okay. He was like, but you got to take your notes. He just says. And the theme for all his
8: clinics or whatever you want to call it, Winning championships, having the mind of a champion, practicing like a champion, going about yourself like a champion. I mean, does he have any backup to that?
4: No. Classic uh, Tony Chandler Panther segment. We started by praising one coach, and it ends with (laughs) trashing Matt Rule. Come on, guys. Well,
9: the harder I praise the harder i gotta criticize right.
4: Right, there you go uh, let's take another break we'll come back uh, wrap up hour two with tony dunn County Cat chronicles.com uh we will talk more draft i'm excited about it now got uh, the juices flowing yesterday talking to emory hunt uh more draft talk what are the teams going to do in front of the panthers we'll talk about that when we return after this
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Coming up
5: tomorrow, Christie's EuroPub is celebrating 20 years of business and they want you to help celebrate by coming out to Christie's for a day full of drinks, food, and fun. Come and enjoy live music from the Still Shakers, Mac and Juice, and David Dixon. And the party starts at 12. For menu items, drink specials, or more information, check out their website at Christie's EuroPub.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
4: All right, I feel like Tony and Chandler are trying to give me to join their cult. <laughs> They're showing me propaganda videos.
8: I don't th- that's of Matt
4: Rule giving speeches.
8: I don't think you've seen enough Matt Rule content. You're probably right. Um, and the stupid bleep, uh, he's out. The stupid bleep that he says. You know, for example, what we just showed you talking to the Florida football program.
4: I admit that video did look a little. It reminded me of a phonyish preacherish type thing. It's very cringe. Yeah,
9: I kind of. I kind of like this team. I, I, and, and I've I kinda, only been and here I, for eight minutes. And, and I kind of like this team right now.
4: And he gave the line that Tony said. "Team,
8: The teams that lose don't know why they
6: lost.
9: That, yep. What yep. does that mean? Yep. I mean, like, I look at the scoreboard, Coach, <laughs> and I just why? don't know why. Why do we it's lose? It's an L. I feel like to be a w
8: wait we lost <laughs> yes son, is, i want to
9: know this is what you know the panthers have gone uh, under 500 under matt rule for two years in a row does he know why they lost five
4: wins. most
8: teams Tony, that won lose, five games in the first two years each
4: yeah five games. and they expanded the schedule last yeah. year. that's not good <laughs> All right. Um, I want players who take notes. I want players that know why we lost.
8: <laughs> when we lose, I want you to know why we lost.
4: We know we're going to lose, but why did we lose?
9: Uh, well, we were talking about the draft, so we'll refocus. Let's get away from Matt Rule. Is the, the draft is coming up next, and I want to give my plug for the C3 draft party. It's the ninth one we're doing we started live reacting to the NFL draft before live reaction shows were a thing, right? Now everybody does it. So we'd love for you guys to join the biggest show of the year. It'll be on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube is like the bread and butter where the communi- community's at. But I'm really excited about this draft clip. Is There's not a consensus number one pick. There's not even – and through all the top ten um, players, everybody has an argument for being – in the top 10, but no one has an argument for being, like, deserving of that. I don't want to say deserving, but, like, being the guy that should go there. Not only is there not consensus about the number one pick, there's not even consensus about any position group who the number
4: one guy is. Usually you know who's number one. You know who the first quarterback off the board is going to be. The best it's tackle. It's a waste of time because— the- I don't even think you know what teams are going to take a quarterback. No. Because the Lions and the Panthers— who could use an upgrade at quarterback, even the Texans. All three of those teams might go elsewhere, and the quarterbacks could slide. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta needs a quarterback.
9: Seattle needs a quarterback. But when you turn to tackle, even I think when you think offensive tackle, you go, oh, this is the number one guy, and here's two and three. This year, there's arguments that all of the top three tackles could be the number one tackle of the group. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's a really—this could turn out to be one of the most exciting drafts, or well, at least the most dramatic. How about that? A
4: lot of fans aren't going to know how to act because they base their opinion on all the mock drafts they saw all offseason. And if they didn't take the guy that was the highest on the mocks, they're like, why didn't we take— Well, this year, if it's like you're saying— they're going to be like, well, how do, should I feel about this? Because we Cause don't know even. the
9: difference between Aiden Hutchinson and Thibodeau. Yeah. Right? It's Oregon like you dude. really just don't know. Well, actually, I can tell you what the difference is. About 10 pounds. <laughs> is that, one, I think the Thibodeau is a little light. Um, that would be my concern. But I also don't
4: care about these guys yet until they start playing football. Um, so I hate that the Panthers are because Tony there is a bevy of receivers and you used to be really into the draft and I asked you during the break like have you looked at this list of receivers you're like no because A the Panthers aren't going to get right. one of them I mean, Yeah, I mean the only th- actually we probably will <laughs> this
10: is what is <laughs> yeah. going to
9: happen it's just like last year where I'm sitting there it has nothing to do that might he might be the best receiver in the whole world for all I know is that but man he's not a quarterback and he's not a left tackle mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it so how many drafts has Fitterer been around for
4: just last one, year. One. And he only was there for a month before right. that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, again, we just said there are so many unknowns. Did you have something,
8: Chandler? No, I was. I just, I remind, it reminded me last year of the many trades that we had in that draft.
9: Yeah. Well, see, that's the sad part about this whole, again, another thing that uh, you want to take it back to hate Matt Rule propaganda. At the end of the season, he went on uh, Charlotte Radio and tried to explain what the plan was when he came into Carolina, and it made total sense, except for they didn't do it, (laughs) right? Like, he just abandoned it every time. He was, like, trying to build this team so that when the opportunity to get a quarterback came along, they could have the resources to do it. And they have – they just have – he's folded at every moment at any sign of adversity. And so this is the thing, uh, Chandler, is we were watching that draft last year, and we're moving back, we're accumulating picks, and we're like, man, this is great. This is awesome. This is the money ball type GM that we are we needed. And then somehow, we go into this draft and we don't have any picks. <laughs> like, how is that? Like, I mean, we just gave them all away throughout the season.
4: Mm-hmm. Matt Rule, big plan guy, just doesn't execute the plan. Yeah, like like Dave Gettleman,
9: dude. Dave Gettleman did the same thing. Said all the right things and then just did the opposite.
4: Seinfeld, Jerry wanted a uh, car reservation and called it in and had it ready to go and they got there and they didn't have the car and he said, well, you know how to take the reservation you don't know how to save and execute the reservation
9: we went to this place that we were at the beach uh, for my buddy's birthday c- about a month ago we went out we were trying to we had a big group it was like 10 of us and uh, we're calling around trying to make reservations and you know a lot of places don't take reservations particularly in the off season we call this restaurant and they go well we don't take reservations he said but i would come in at eight because we have a party of 10 at 6 30 and a party of eight at seven thirty, and i was like wait you don't take how do you know <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like wait a second isn't that what a reservation is <laughs> hey you just told on yourself
4: bro. Right? <laughs> oh man i'm looking at a mock because my question is when will the first quarterback go off the board this might be my first mock that i watched. <laughs> I thought he was gonna hit a i don't know what you were about to do sorry uh oh your first mock the first quarterback off the board not until pick 13 and it's Malik Willis to the that? Pittsburgh Steelers in a trade with the Houston Texans. CJ, would you be excited on draft night if that happened?
7: No. What? I don't I feel yeah, like CJ this, doesn't I get excited spoiled. about anything.
4: This is what happens when you're a spoiled, winner. No, what?
7: I, I just don't <laughs> want to trade up, especially Why? Especially this Coastal draft day. What does it say what the trade would be?
4: uh no trubisky yes
7: uh hey if we trade trubisky okay houston acquires
4: a future second round pick duh do it and uh i guess that's it i don't know man that
7: might not be so bad after all i'm so my my thought process a lot is people uh they ask too much on draft day and people are willing to overpay in the moment and that's just what i don't want to happen
4: but the bottom line is, so you don't want Malik Willis. Not. Yeah, that's what he just not said. Not an overpay. Not what is an
9: overpay? If he's a starting quarterback, what does it matter how much it costs? I'm
4: starting to feel like Tony in this, where you want the guy or you don't. Yep. And you're going to pay what you pay. But he is not – wor- he's not – you don't like him enough to do that. Is when you go
9: saying. to – this is like when you go to a restaurant – and you really want a lot of restaurants you want to go and you want to get a steak and it's 28 bucks and you're like man i just want to get this chicken i'm gonna get the chicken dish which is 1999 and it is a boring chicken dish <laughs> and you wish you would have just spent the
4: extra 10 bucks and gotten the steak i thought troy was the king of analogy <laughs> but move over tony dunn is here that
7: was a funny analogy this mock yeah. draft saving um, a
4: dollar sometimes is this, no, no, this mock draft from CBS Sports has... Who's, t- who's the, who are the Panthers taking? Charles Cross. Okay. They've got two quarterbacks going in the first round, and the second one is Desmond Ritter with the last pick of the first round.
8: To the Lions.
4: So Pickett and Corral and all those guys are Sam Howell, day two guys. Look at Maurice Jones Drew's uh, mock draft.
9: Uh, he has four quarterbacks going in the top 11 picks. <laughs>
4: wow. Yeah. So that's why <laughs> that's this, awesome. this draft
9: is crazy. Man. I kind of like it this way. Yeah, it is nice because especially with uh, the first hour, like yeah, last year, the first hour of the whole draft it takes to get to pick one, it feels like. It's like 830, and you know it's, it's uh, Trevor Lawrence. You knew yeah, it. You knew right, it for right, six right. months. Yeah. You did the first two picks of the draft for six months last year.
8: And remember, like, we know it's Trevor Lawrence, yet all five minutes that they are allotted or, you know. They're waiting
9: on these trade offers that they're not going to accept.
4: Did you find uh, MJDs? I did. Um, This one's wild. Panthers get picketed. So, So, again, the previous mock we just looked at had two quarterbacks in the first round with the second one coming with the very last pick. Um, this has Kenny Pickett to the Panthers first quarterback off the board at six Malik Willis to the Falcons at eight Desmond Ritter to the Seahawks at nine Matt Corral to the Saints at ten wow so who's right who's wrong and you know CW does the uh, our buddy CW has a draft party with prop bets and one of them is going to be how many trades will there be like in the first round like the over under, I mean, what's it going to be this year? Like five and a half, six and a half? I don't know. I don't expect a lot of movement, but
9: we we'll well, see. I, like I don't really
4: time. know either. Yeah, who knows? It's uh, I'm excited for it coming up uh, next Thursday. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. You can watch uh Tony Dunn to make sure you're uh you're you're watching at least when the Panthers pick but watch the
9: line. Yeah, I agree. a lot of times we have we've had years where one year they announced the pick from the stadium. They had like a draft party at the stadium. We had someone call in and live broadcast it into the show Were they so booing we, or cheering. Um I think that was the Christian McCaffrey year. Yeah. So I think they were cheering. Um or it was Brian No, it was Brian Burns. That was Brian Burns year. Uh, last year we had so there was, uh, they're not booing they're saying boo earns we had it's a, a guy cook. we had a guy call from they had a live stream they were in a bar in Massachusetts and they were having a draft party and he um, said he would poop his pants if this happened and uh, it did not happen and then the bar then broke into chorus
4: trying to get him to poop his pants poop your pants poop yeah. your pants Uh, So you
9: never—it was a little bit more colorful than that.
4: You never know what could happen, and uh, this thing takes a while. So Tony's going to get even more. I will be sober though for this pick, for the pick. Yeah. Are how are y'all staying on the whole first round? Why did you look at me like that? Like, because yeah, it I'm gonna is be so hammered.
9: long. I know it is. It's so long. It is. is that when, when we picked 28th one year, I think I fell asleep before the pick. <laughs> and I had somebody shake me. <laughs>
4: All right. Well, have fun, buddy. All right, man. Thanks for you hanging too. out. And uh, look forward to our conversation next Friday because uh, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what Panther we are talking about. They take in the first round. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Was that Matt Rule? Get, <laughs> get Matt Rule. Get Matt Rule out of here. Uh, when we return, a busy hour three. We've got our Bush Latte giveaway. We've got Morgan Ayler's joining us, Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show, and we. When we return, we'll give you the details on the Rocking Horse Ranch Derby Dash. We are just a couple weeks away from the Kentucky Derby, and we'll give you all the details on that when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. <laughs>
5: Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip.
4: All right, we are two weeks and a day away from the Kentucky Derby, and that means it's time for the 18th annual Derby Dash, uh, Rocking Horse Ranch Derby Dash, and we'll talk about it with a couple of guests right now. I guess Jenny's not really a guest.
3: Oh, come on. She's, a,
4: she's part of the team. You're a co-host.
3: Oh, I'm finally allowed <laughs> yes. into the man cave. <laughs> we
4: are allowed. Jenny, I've said it on the air, off the air, you do a fantastic job covering ECU athletics for us uh, with the pictures, interviews, all that.
11: She's wearing multiple hats right now.
4: She is. Very uh, Very impressive. <laughs>
11: i'm like an octopus
3: all <laughs> kinds of hands
4: multiple hats and a horse shirt here on a friday also carson landis joining us back in the pirate radio studios good to see you
11: hey thanks for having us again.
4: welcome back all right so let's talk about the event you said 18th annual yep. wow it's, it can legally buy this 30, tobacco products
11: <laughs> this is our 31st year in um, business too so 18th event but 31st year where i've been in the program
4: So this is an awesome event. It's the day of the Kentucky Derby, which is Saturday, May May the 7th. And all right, let's talk about what goes on and then we'll tell people how they can be a part of it. So what events, what all do people need to know uh, that will be taking place that day?
11: Uh, Jenny can chime in, but um, it's my favorite event of the year. So I might be a little bit biased, but it's not a typical Greenville event where you just go have dinner and have speeches. So we have our horses and this year, we're bringing it back to the farm so we're inviting the whole community to come out to rocking horse ranch which is in the blue banks neighborhood we're gonna have all of our horses there we're gonna have a parade of horses we're gonna watch the kentucky derby we have a wine toss we have um, legal gambling so we have a race raffle and card games silent live auction we have a ladies hat contest and the mint juleps go the entire event wow
4: (laughs) jenny what's your favorite out of all those events
11: i like the wine toss
4: you had me at legal gambling
11: Yep, of course we did. The high-low
3: is super fun. It's something for the gentlemen to enjoy while the wives are searching the silent auction. Um, We have a lot of great things up for auction this year. And I think what's most important about this year is, you know, starting back from COVID last year, we did have the event, but it was very small and regulated and this year we're trying to come back strong and have it at the farm so everybody can see exactly how special this program is.
4: Uh, the hat contest, do you buy those as is, or do you like make your own? How does that work?
11: Some tip. Most of the winners do alter their hats, so they buy a hat, and then they decorate
4: it. Yeah, add on to it. <laughs> yep. Have you guys ever won? Are you eligible to I did, to actually, win? one year. Okay. She
11: did. I, but I, and I felt kind of bad, but my hat was great, so I only <laughs> feel a little bit bad. <laughs> was that the fruit hat? No, I couldn't wear that one because I wore it, it for so about heavy. five minutes was and so I almost heavy. passed out. Yeah, it was too heavy. I made a wine hat because I thought that would be great, and then I couldn't wear it.
4: <laughs> so do you have y'all's hats ready for this year? Like, have you done your pre-planning? And I
11: typically wear just like a little,
3: um, what are they called? Fascinator. Fa- Fascinator, just because I'm running around working. It's uh, a little okay. net slash feather okay. in my hair. All right. Um, haven't decided what I'm going to wear yet, but um, I can alter due to color.
4: Hey, Carson, just, are you going all out again with right. your hat?
11: Probably, but I haven't. I haven't done it yet. Right. And my mom helps me, which is really great. You know, sometimes we put jewelry on the hat. And then we also <laughs> clip. We also have our very own Brian Bailey
3: is our MC to the event. So he no ma-
4: event is complete without Brian Bailey.
3: It really isn't.
4: Yeah, so he's um, amazing.
3: That's he awesome. Is. He's a he's a natural. He says he's the worst auctioneer, but he does he does his thing. <laughs> and um, we're always happy to have him there
4: all right so you said that i might have should have started here you'll have the horses uh from the rocking horse ranch what is the rocking horse ranch let's talk about that
3: um we are a assisted equine therapy therapeutic riding program for children and adults ranging from autism to a adult veterans program Um, we service over 13 counties and it's one of the true local programs that we have here in the community the the money that is raised for this event goes directly to operating costs for a farm. It, it costs a lot of money to buy hay, buy feed, just taking care, general care of the horses. So this event means so much to the program and sustaining everything that we do.
4: And it's uh, become a local staple here, this uh, Derby Dash. So what? Uh, how can people come to this event?
11: Yeah, we want people to buy tickets, so... They can go to the website at rhrnc.com. There's a whole link for Derby Dash, and they can purchase tickets there, or they can drop by the barn. We did just get a new executive director this year, and she's been doing a lot of updates to the barn. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring people back. So there's a whole new office, whole new sensory room, whole new um, tack room, and it's just a totally brand new program if you haven't been out there in a while. So you can stop by the barn or go on our website.
4: That's awesome, and Jenny, you are passionate about this. You are, in, you have a background with horses too, right?
3: ECU Equestrian Team Club. Club. That We've was a about, real thing. It was a real thing, and um, it all it started, still
4: is. <laughs> it, it was and is a thing.
3: Yeah, actually, I went. I was in Florida and I saw the Intercollegiate Equestrian Championships with two schools. But it is a big thing in some places of the country. But that's how I got into horses, and um, it's just my passion to help the local community and um, Rocking Horse Ranch. It's two things that I enjoy all in one, so I'm kind of lucky.
4: That is awesome. It is the 18th annual Derby Dash, Rocking Horse Ranch Derby Dash, and uh, folks can go online, get your tickets, and any other information, anything else?
3: Yeah, it's called Derby Dash Bash.
4: I left off the bash. <laughs> in kind kind of the 18th a, annual. What's a <laughs> dash without a bash?
3: Dash, bash.
4: How long does this event go?
3: Um, It it starts at 4 p.m. and will go until about the end of the race. Then you check out from everything that you've done. It's super fun for the day. Great celebration for Kentucky Derby. You're in, you're out by 7, 8 o'clock. So it's just come support the community. Come support Rocking Horse Ranch.
4: You mentioned mint juleps. What are the uh, other liquid options as well any food options there? no
3: we're not serving any food no food i'm just kidding clip well, i know you the... always want the food and alcohol look i run a something?
4: very serious show here we don't like sarcasm <laughs> we don't like jokes let's keep it straight
3: you had enough of troy earlier
4: yeah so give me a straight answer here
11: all right yeah all derbs dinner we have water tea beer wine and Mendel. Whatever you want. Whatever. We got it all.
3: Yeah, we'll <laughs> have a big tent set up on the facility, on the site. And so we look forward to seeing everybody. And um, be on the lookout, listeners. We might give away some free tickets next
4: week. Ooh, nice tease, Jenny. So perhaps some free tickets to the Derby Dash Bash coming up on Saturday, May the 7th. Have the horses, uh, do we have any names yet? Are we too far out from that? Like, I haven't you heard anything too far about out. Yeah.
3: I've just seen uh teasers for hats and Ladies Day um I haven't seen any horses get off the trailer and arrive at Churchill Downs but I'm sure um, I can come back and update you on the favorites and all the fun things and we can make some bets I know how you like a
4: so you're legal, gonna legal be bet. you're my horse expert this year my derby expert
3: I can be I think I was pretty on last time we talked about this last year
4: How'd you do did you pick the winner
3: I think I did you
4: think you did did you or did you not? <laughs>
3: it's a Troy answer
4: (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure i picked the winner last year no
3: i think i said the good things like right correct things
4: yeah just like you what you just said there yeah
3: i'm pretty sure i did (laughs) okay all right
4: we got it uh derby dash bash jenny's gonna win the raffle the horse raffle and uh, a lot of great stuff going on so one more time this is saturday may the 7th what other information do we need out there
3: www.rhrnc.com you can get tickets and all information if you have any questions and um, we look forward to seeing you guys may 7th
4: i have a question you said this bag is what
3: so that that bag is part of a uh auction item as well as a t-shirt was done by a local or artist cool. or dis- artist Where are you
4: from new york
3: i guess it mm-hmm. popped out um in florida wellington we had a um, someone donated an awesome auction item that was personally okay. done so there'll be a lot of great auction items variety from jewelry personalized gifts to some big time items
11: we actually have that auction online too so if you don't get a chance to come to the event you can still go to 32 auctions.com uh, slash derby 2022
4: all right and uh you guys on like facebook i want to see like the hats and stuff
11: yeah we have a facebook and we have an event page for it
4: who judges the hats by the way
11: that's a secret
4: that sounds like (laughs) an inside job that year you won all right uh good stuff ladies uh anything else nope good to go
3: we'll see you and down the stretch they go oh
4: dear all right jenny uh we may have you back on to talk about actual horses when we know and get your we'll at least get your pick Oh, that would be cool if we'll you want me back
3: in the boys club. Did yes. I do okay today?
4: You did a fantastic job.
3: Thanks for having my song clip.
4: You got it, Carson. You did great too. <laughs> all right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. We'll talk to the voice of Daddy Pickland Stadium at Minji's Coliseum. Morgan Ayler's also. We have to give away some Bush Latte. We'll give away a fifteen pack and a large Futami pizza to Domino's. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Hour three rolls on after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. It was a rough day for the stock market. The Dow closed out the week down 981 points at 33,811. NASDAQ was down 335 points at 12,839. And the S&P dropped 121 points and closed out the week at 4,271. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All
4: right. Always nice when uh, people that smell good join me. In the studio. Because we went from Troy and Chandler fresh off the golf course in segment one.
5: Slightly smelly.
4: Tony came in a little greasy in hour two. And then we had uh, Jenny and Carson there who uh, made this place smell a little bit better. So we appreciate that. Uh, Shirley you
5: mentioned that, Yeah, I'm just going to show Chandler the meme. Because I can't say it out loud.
4: There's a meme? I want (laughs) to...
5: i'll show it to you in the break
4: Aww, inside jokes aren't fair to the listeners let's, hey it was uh, just
5: like when you're watching tv and we don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on
4: i tell you what i'm not going to talk about what's going on
5: yeah i don't want to talk about it either
4: ecu's down 10 nothing to Tulane on the Buccaneer music all scoreboard presented by dubbuck let's head out to the pirate radio live
5: line and talk to
4: the fresh smelling morgan aylers on this friday hello morgan
0: hello clipster question surely hello, hello pirate radio world
4: here's one for you morgan you've been around a while you're a crafty veteran um i saw that frank thomas was uh, getting a statue put up at auburn and it made me think uh if east carolina was to erect a statue from a former athlete uh who would it be and i put it out there on twitter and we had uh, a lot of answers mostly uh football players a few baseball and basketball but a lot of jeff blake uh Justin Hardy, David Gerard, Shane Carden, Zay Jones, Dwayne Harris, all the guys. So, Morgan, if East Carolina was to erect a statue, we also had some administrators, coaches as well. Who would uh, come to mind for you if the Pirates, uh, if ECU decided to do that?
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. <clears throat> because there's been some really good players come through here, obviously. You talk about the, the NFL guys you've had. You know, way back in the day, you had Zach, you know Zach Valentine play. You had uh, Terry Long was a big Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, Henry Williams played in the CFL, and uh, a lot of a lot of great players have come through here. Just today, I mean, just going back a ways, and then you've got the modern era players, is what I would call maybe somebody from ninety on up. But that would be a real t- that'd be a tough question. I don't know. Could you do that? I mean, would you do? Could you do one person?
4: No, nah, everybody would lose their minds.
0: Yeah, you 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 couldn't win in that thing. You couldn't win with that. You know, you've had a lot of All Americans play here. With the Latest being Jaquan McMillan. You know, does he deserve it? Uh, who knows? When you go back and look at his career over the years, and I don't know. Maybe instead of statues, how about you you do some you put some busts in there?
4: Well, and as Troy pointed out, and this is a hot button issue for him. He wants to see more names and numbers recognized in the stadium. You know, forget a statue. Think, let's put up some banners.
0: I think. Yeah, I think you should. I think you, instead of, you know, I know it's an honor to be an All-American. They've got the people that are up there that are All-Americans and have their names up there. But there are a lot of great players yeah. that have played in East Carolina that weren't All-Americans. Uh, and, you know, that's I think there should be. I think maybe, maybe make it a ring of honor type thing and the same thing with basketball i mean i know there's not a huge history with basketball but there's been some pretty good players that have come through that made an impact
4: yeah i mean and and you gotta do the same thing a guy that i was interacting on twitter with a little while ago akeem richmond is still top 10 all-time three-pointers in a season he might be top five still uh in uh in ncaa basketball history and uh you know you get get some of those names up there
0: i think he went to evansville if i'm not mistaken i'm I saw where he got picked up by NC State and Kevin Keats when he reshuffled his staff, and congrats to Clark. Oh, yeah. you uh, never forget where you're from.
4: Yeah, I uh, thought I recognized that name. That was cool to see. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, uh, hopefully we'll have a pirate called in the draft this year. Uh, Jaquan McMillan has been in some mocks. In fact, he was Mr. Irrelevant in one of the mocks, uh, the final pick of the draft. But NFL draft coming up next Thursday. Morgan, if you're a GM... And I know you haven't scouted and watched the film on all these guys, but you've at least seen a little bit from each one of them. Uh, What quarterback do you like? Who would you take on your team? You've got Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Uh, I might be leaving somebody out, but out of those names, uh, what quarterback do you like uh, the most?
0: From an NFL standpoint and a longevity standpoint, I really like Kenny Pickett. I I do. I think he's – I think he developed into one of those guys a rockless type of quarterback. that has got a big, you know, big strong kid, big arm. Uh can take a pounding and you know, I know Malik Willis from Liberty had a heck of a year last year. He's tested well. They they show they keep showing the one throw in pro day they threw it 70 yards down the field, you know, to a, a wide open guy in the end zone. I just you know, the in my opinion, I don't think The, the, I guess the school's kind of still out on him whether he'll be a longevity, be a, you know, be a quarterback. Sam Howe, I think he's got a shot at being a decent quarterback. He's played, you know, three years of football at, at Carolina. And, uh, you know, the question on him is his size and durability. I mean, you know, he takes, he runs a lot. You know, maybe he will. Desmond Ritter. I think he's got a shot at being a, a decent quarterback in the league. If it's not a starter, I think he can play a long time if he stays healthy is a, is a good
4: backup. So Ritter early on Morgan killed ECU with his legs and killed a lot of teams with his legs. And I always wondered would the the passing and the accuracy come around for him? And, and we're still talking about a young guy who can clearly uh, develop even more. But I, I think he he showed enough of that. Now he's mentioned to be creeping in the uh, the first round for next week.
0: Yeah, I think athleticism is what, what's moving up, you know, is the intriguing factor with him. You know, even here against East Carolina, his accuracy wasn't where it needs to be. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, but again, I think he can be one of those guys that, you know, you're talking about 10, 15 years from now. Boy, he's, he's been around for a long time, sort of like Holton. He's been in college for several years.
4: <laughs> yeah, we're glad to see him finally go.
0: <laughs> you know, so, but I, I think that. Uh, he's got a chance and there there's several quarterbacks I think in this class that have a chance to to I don't know if there's a – golly gee, I think I think Pickett has the chance to be the the Mac Jones type quarterback in this class. I, I really believe that. I've just watched some film on him and watched the highlights on him and the way he reads defenses and that's the thing when you know, over the years I've learned a little bit about the quarterback position just enough to be kind of scary. Uh, talking about it because I don't like to talk about it a whole lot, as you know, but uh, there's a whole lot that goes into playing that position more than just athleticism
10: and and being able
0: to run. You're going against the NFL, you're playing against the best of the best each and every day, and uh, those defensive coordinators are pretty dang smart in how they scheme scheme on people.
4: And uh, we talked to Emory Hunt yesterday and – you can see him on CBS Sports HQ football game plan but and, and nobody knows for sure it's all projections at this point he said something to the effect of this is a great backup quarterback draft where and and you you need a good backup because we've seen that If the starter goes down and you don't have a good backup, your season is over-over. You can kind of limp your way into the playoffs if you have a good backup. But he thinks these quarterbacks are good enough to obviously be in the league. He doesn't know how many will be elite starters, but he does like uh, these guys as potential backups, uh, especially early on and maybe eventual starters. But, again, we don't know. There are a couple of starters, Morgan, that are likely going to find new homes because you can only play one – and if the Niners go with Trey Lance, that leaves Jimmy Garoppolo without a, a position on the field. And the Browns are clearly going to go with Deshaun Watson. So what happens with Baker? So I'm intrigued, Morgan, to see if those two veteran quarterbacks find new homes on draft night next Thursday.
0: I I was talking to, to somebody at lunch the other day. and We were talking about this exact same thing. And I think those are going to be – Day of day before kind of draft pick changes. Yeah, I think those are going to be the the, the guys that really stand out. You hear the you know the the Browns have made a trade or the Panthers have made a trade, and that kind of thing to be able to pick up some of these quarterbacks. And I hope the Panthers you know they they've got a couple guys that have played a lot of football now. Whether they're difference makers or not, I don't know. Uh, I hope they do, but you know it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the draft because. There's a lot of wild cards, and I learned this a long time ago And in, in going back to very simple things, but it's not simple. It's like in the coach in Greenville Little League for many, many years when you had the draft. You're watching, the, the. you have your list of players and what you want and what you're hoping for, but there's always that one wild card early on that sort of throws everybody for a loop. And I think you'll probably see that this year because there are some guys that you listen to the supposed experts, the Mel Kuipers and that of the world when you're when you're looking at that draft, there's four or five guys in the top fifteen players that could go up, and they can fall down in the draft.
4: Well, especially this year, Morgan. This is the most uh, this is the most unknown draft I think going into it that I can recall. Like we don't even know who the first pick is going to be for Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, that's you know it's a, like I said there's a, there's a lot of a lot of variables in this draft, and that's what kind of makes it fun. Yeah, kind of makes it. Uh, interesting to watch on you know first round of draft night. i know there's a lot of talent out there and there's a lot of guys waiting to hear their name called whether it's first second or third round and you know you talk about being mr irrelevant in the last pick that's what you that's the pick you don't want to be because yes you're getting picked by a team, but would you rather get picked in the draft or would you rather be Mr. Minus One Irrelevant and be the first guy out of the draft where you can pick and choose where you go.
4: Where you're going to have like 15 teams Perfect. calling you and you pick the best destination for yourself.
0: Yes, exactly. I think that's exactly right. So um, It's going to be an interesting draft to watch for sure. Morgan Aylers joining
4: us here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Morgan, last year Roy Williams after the season steps down. Coach K did his retirement tour this year and A bit of shocking news, Jay Wright uh, just took a team to the Final Four, uh, was probably looked at as the best coach in college basketball, along with Bill Self, who just won his second title, but Jay Wright uh, decides kind of out of nowhere to hang it up earlier this week, and that was some surprising news there. are now, Morgan, and we went over the list yesterday, but there are seven coaches still coaching in college basketball that have won a national championship. That's a pretty low number, Morgan.
0: Yeah, it is. I was kind of surprised when I heard that uh, Coach Wright was stepping down, but I think from what he wants to do, he wants to move on with the rest of his life. It comes out to a point, you know, uh, it seems to me that they said they had a succession plan in place when he was ready to go, and, you know, maybe he's just ready to enjoy himself. He's made all the money he probably needs to make.
4: He also looks a lot younger than he is. He's a a handsome fellow. He doesn't look 60, but he is uh, 60 years old.
0: no, he doesn't. I think, but you you listen to him talk. I think you'll see him in television some you know yeah. some former fashion next year, and those are pretty good paychecks. I can remember uh, when Seth Greenberg was was being mentioned for a few head coaching jobs, and um, this has been four or five years ago, and he was making two hundred fifty three hundred thousand dollars a year at ESPN part time. Yeah, so. There's good money to be made in television if you want to parlay that and parlay your knowledge and your you know about it. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't.
4: Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pi Radio live line. Morgan, what you got going on this weekend?
0: Uh, this weekend, I am uh, getting ready to put a couple steaks on the grill right now. Nice. And, uh, tomorrow, heading to Raleigh. I uh, have a big wedding up there tomorrow. I'm going to be going to be doing it. Uh, wedding season is in full effect.
4: Yeah, you might see uh, Chandler Honeycutt at one of those. He's like uh, the real-life story of a wedding crasher. He's one every weekend, so you might see him out there shagging.
0: That's the way you got to do it, man. If you want to be a wedding crasher, be a wedding crasher. I'd rather be a wedding payee, so pay (laughs) me the money.
4: (laughs) Show me the money.
0: Morgan, (laughs) thanks
4: for joining us. Have a great weekend, man.
0: All right, guys. Thanks so much. You guys have a wonderful weekend.
4: Thank you, sir. Morgan Aylers joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. We will take a break but before we do we're gonna open up the booty bag
5: booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere
4: how does 15 limited edition bush latte aluminum bottle sound right about now and we'll throw in a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Bush Latte. Looks like Latte. Tastes like Bush Light. Look for Bush Latte at your favorite retailer today. And you can get it for free if your caller number... Well, must be 29 But Thank you for the uh, fine print there, Shirley Rhodes. We'll have our winner. And we got a Carter Cunningham home run. Pirates still trail, but big fly from Cunningham. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show
5: welcome back and congratulations to steve hill Of Greenville, who is our big winner on our Free Beer Friday? Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right,
4: Steve called a shot two Fridays ago. Didn't win. Didn't win last Friday, but did win. on today's edition of the free beer friday giveaway bush latte also a fellow commanders fan before the commanders acquired carson wentz i i just i picked matt corral last year watching him play college football and i wanted him to be the next quarterback of washington haven't really thought who i want washington to, to get in this year's draft but I'm leaning towards this guy, and Steve put it in the uh, the Facebook live chat earlier in the show, with the 11th pick, the undefeated commander select Kyle Hamilton.
8: Is that the guy from Notre Dame?
4: Safety, Notre Dame, freak athlete. Uh, it's worked out, Washington getting a freak athlete at safety in the past with Sean Taylor. Didn't quite work out with Leron Landry, who was just juiced out of his mind. <clears throat> but uh, I think I like the idea... Of Kyle Hamilton being Washington's first pick off the board. Okay, so I you're bet.
8: you're fine with not going with a the quarterback?
4: They have a quarterback. I don't uh. I don't love them, but that, they should not draft a quarterback now. If you've got you've already got Heineke and Carson Wentz. Heineke. I think we've finally parted ways with Ron Rivera's Kyle Cabana Allen. Boy, Kyle Allen. Maintenance guy. <laughs> his maintenance... is. Plumber, whatever he is.
8: Um how many years did you guys sign
4: Carson Wentz? Uh,
8: If it's like two years, then like why not draft a quarterback?
4: Because these quarterbacks aren't willing to risk. I'm not as excited about these quarterbacks as maybe a future crop (laughs) of quarterbacks. Carson Wentz is young enough and decent enough. I don't know. It's kind of like when the Panthers got Darnold last year. You're like, "All right, this guy gets another chance, a new lease on life. Maybe he's a bridge quarterback, or maybe he's the quarterback of the future. We have learned that Sam Darnold's going to be a bridge quarterback and not the quarterback of the future for the Panthers, right? Uh, Absolutely. But we don't know that about Carson Wentz as of yet. So, yeah, I don't know. And I can't... I'll I'll try to look it up real quick. How long... uh, The... uh, washington football team has carson wentz for by the way the uh pirates added a couple of runs still down big 10 to 2 uh but they did tack on a couple runs quick look at the buccaneer musical Hall scoreboard presented by the buck looks like wentz DeBuck. is un- under contract his base salary is 22 million and 22 20 in 2023 and 21 in 2024 and he'll be a a unrestricted free agent in 25 so it's like they got him for three years so we'll see how it works out i don't have high hopes but i have some hopes all right let's talk some golf uh harold varner the third and bubba watson in a team event this weekend they will be playing on into the weekend and uh are like tied for eighth i believe right now still six shots off the lead at the zurich classic but uh let's talk more about it with mark Greenhelch, golf shop radio show who joins us here on pirate radio live Greeny, how you doing today i'm
2: doing well how are you
4: doing hey doing fantastic uh mark and i feel like i'm i have more to bring to our friday discussions now that i've been tuned into golf these last few weeks and the main reason, and really the only reason for that, is uh, Harold Varner III, who has piqued my interest with his play of late, uh, strong finish at Augusta at the Masters last week, had the lead after three rounds uh, down in South Carolina, and just could not get it done on Sunday, one shot short of getting into a playoff. Uh, Jordan Spieth ends up Winning it, I guess the story there was, you know, Speeth went into the clubhouse still trailing Shane Lowry by a stroke, but Lowry found the water, missed some short putts, and Spieth able to win that thing. But Harold's been playing great, and uh, and that was a fun finish to watch uh, last Sunday, Greeny.
2: Yeah, that was better from what we've been looking for from HV three. In the past, we've seen when he's been up at the top of the leaderboard or had the lead, we've seen the nerves creep in, and we've seen. You know, hitting shots extremely fat and offline and all that stuff and missing putts. And we didn't see a whole lot of that on Sunday. Unfortunately, we saw a bunch of pars. He made nine straight pars coming in on the back nine when all he had to do was make one birdie to give himself a shot at that playoff. So, I think from that standpoint, hopefully, maybe we've turned the corner a little bit, gotten away from the nerves, and got a little more used to being in that position as they say, that you know, the only thing that you really gain from losing is maybe you understand what to do different or how to handle the pressure next time. So uh, definitely progress for him. And the putter didn't let him down, Clip. It, it was more the tee shots. He, he was not very. He was less than fifty percent in hitting fairways. I think he was almost down close to like thirty-five or forty percent hitting fairways off the tee.
4: And he's parlayed that into a, a good first couple of days. Although without Bubba Watson, he might not be doing. As good as uh, Bubba Watson and Harold Varner III finished today at one under. They're minus 11 for the tournament, six shots off the lead as they head into the weekend in this duo event. Greeny, how do you feel generally about these? uh, You know, they mix it up in the schedule a little bit, put golfers together in a a team event. How do you feel about these?
2: I mean, it's okay. It's something different. Um, You know, yesterday was best ball, so – you know, you had guys shooting 59s, 13 under par. Today was true alternate shot, so um, basically you kind of pick who you want to tee off on the first tee, and then it's alternate shot from there um, based on um, guys hitting off the tee boxes. So uh, it's a little different event, so you can, if you do really well on, uh, on, on, the, on the alternate shot piece, you can make up a ton of ground because that's the harder format. Um, But then again, some guys go out and they absolutely light it up best ball. So there's definitely some volatility to be had. And, uh, you know, the other storyline is 68-year-old Jay Haas playing with son Bill. Um, And Bill was basically on a past champions provisional this year to to, uh, be able to play the PGA Tour season. And he picked his dad to go play the tournament. Now, if they make the cut, Jay Haas becomes the oldest player to ever make a cut on the PGA Tour. So something to watch.
4: Mark Greenell's Golf Shop Radio Show. Speaking of father-son, saw the news this week that John Daly second has an NIL deal with, you guessed it, Hooters. And uh, that uh, big fellow, I've seen him in that, that one, I don't know if it was a tournament or an event last year where Tiger son was involved too, Greeny. But uh, how good uh, is John Daly second in the golf world? Is he somebody you expect to see playing in the pros or is he uh, at this point kind of living off dad's name?
2: Uh, it remains to be seen. He's played in one collegiate tournament so far. I think he shot like 83-69-78, so not the greatest of scores in that event uh, down at Arkansas where, where Dad went to school. But, um, you know what, hey, more power to him. If, if that's what Hooters wants to do, it's their money. If they want to give it to John Daly second. more power to him. I, I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a tough one. I mean, you can see he's got some talent um, and – you know maybe he's a little bit more of a late bloomer from the golfing perspective cuz you hadn't heard a whole lot about him until like the last couple of years playing in the playing in that uh event in the PNC uh with with his dad so it kind of remains to be seen where he goes i mean there's always pressure when you have a major championship uh father yeah. to be able to live up to those expectations no matter what sport you're playing
4: greeny uh i've got your thoughts on this in the past but there there's a new uh match coming up the match uh just over a month from now and it's going to be four nfl quarterbacks going at it uh tom brady aaron Rodgers taking on josh allen and patrick mahomes and i know you're not a huge fan of these deals will you be uh checking that out in june
2: i mean they're just getting worse off <laughs> uh, you know, enough that i was pairing you know um, you know 10 12 handicaps with professionals now i get a bunch of guys chopping it around out there four quarterbacks uh the only winner for me is charity obviously
10: um
2: they'll make a lot of money for charity and that's great but i'm not a big fan of watching you know seven to fifteen handicaps you know hit it around a golf course in vegas for a couple hours so uh again the only thing that comes out of that is the charity thing i don't know if, if i'm around and i'm at home i'll turn it on if i'm not gonna DVR I'm not going to go out of my way to try and watch it, but uh, again, I think it's great for charity. You should make a lot of money.
4: Mark Greenell's golf shop radio show joining us. Greeny, did I see a headline? I didn't recognize the golfer's name, but did a, a PGA golfer uh, sign with the Saudi Tour this week? Did I see that news? You know what I'm talking about?
2: Well, they haven't signed. It was Robert Garrigus,
4: and he has applied for a waiver. Okay. So, well,
2: for instance, when um, when PGA Tour players that aren't like European tour players or whatever, when they want to go play over in another event, they apply for a waiver to the PGA tour. Now, usually when it's like on the European tour, it's not a big deal. You saw a bunch of guys that applied for it for that Saudi event. That was more of an Asian tour event uh, earlier this year, which kind of started this whole ball rolling. Um and a bunch of guys got it, but with, uh, with some stipulations that they had to add an event. So Robert Garrigus has basically said, I'm not, It's it's not signing with the Saudi League, but he wants to play in that first event, which is the one in London, which is the week before the U.S. Open. So it'll be interesting, and he's confirmed it by the way. So it's not a rumor anymore. Garrigus has actually said that I yes, I applied for the waiver. So it'll be interesting to see what the PGA Tour does. That he's not asked for a membership; he's just asked to play in an event. Will they say, sure, go play in that event, but don't ever come back to us again? Um, Will they say, sure, go play in that event. It's a one-off, and here's your requirements for go playing in that. So it'll be Hmm. interesting to see what the PGA Tour does at this point. But now we know that that event's going to be professionals and amateurs. So we'll see how it all plays out.
4: Greeny, uh, switching gears real quick. Uh th- th- there could be a new football coach there in Charlotte next year, depending on how the Carolina Panthers season goes. There, there will be a new basketball coach there in Charlotte as James Borrego has been fired by the Charlotte Hornets. And I- I'm a fan. I love basketball. I, I root for the, the in state team. I want to see the Hornets su- succeed. Seems like every time they have a chance to pick up Some new fans, some fringe fans, it just blows up in their face. We've seen it the last two years in the play-in tournament where they lose by 30 uh, each time uh, to the Pacers and to the Hawks and and now from the hornets fans i'm seeing today on social media they just think that, that there's another sense of dread coming over that ah oh, they're going to blow they're going to ruin this uh, lamelo's going to leave it's going to be the bobcats 2.0 so again Greeny, I you know for the people that care they're interested here i, I just wish the hornets could pick up some some more fans and and have a stable organization, but it's been anything you know anything but that really since Bob Johnson and the whole Bobcats thing came back to Charlotte.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it seems like when they have a coach that's made some progress. I mean, it's not like that he regressed each year. Right. I mean he's made he's made progress in terms of where they've finished in the standings, and you feel like that you know I mean the Gordon Hayward injury obviously didn't help them out down the stretch. I mean, the, the team was entertaining. They could score some points. They had flashes of playing some actual defense once in a while. Um, but it kind of makes you wonder, really, like, who are you planning on going and getting? Like, are you going – if they're going to get someone to maybe make a splash and 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 maybe keep guys like Lumello and, and some of the other good players around, then I'm all for it. But, I mean, if you're just making this move because you've gotten embarrassed twice in the play-in game, which – Your team wasn't really going to go that far in the playoffs anyway. I don't understand that. So, again, I think they need to create some stability. They need to create a culture. It's no different than the Carolina Panthers. I mean, you've created zero culture with that team. You've had no progress in the Carolina Panthers. You haven't done a good job developing your players. I mean, you've got to start somewhere, and, and, and until they, either one of those teams start doing that, I don't see you know the fans really jumping on board with them.
4: Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. You can check it out Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, what you got planned for Saturday?
2: Well, we got a bunch of stuff going on. We'll check in with Bill Bender. We'll have our man uh, playing English as Butch English. He's going to talk about a very important topic, 50-yard shots and wedge play. That's the key to uh, amateur golfers. Uh, getting lower scores, and then we'll check in down at Myrtle Beach with our man Bart Romano. And then we're going to check in with the uh, the USGA's Julia Pine, as the USGA made a huge announcement this week about adding Pebble Beach to kind of their uh, rotation and anchor courses for U.S. Opens, U.S. Women's Opens, and Senior Opens. And then we'll talk to uh, one of our big sponsors, uh, Great Golf Ball, Brett Blakely of Encore. They've released their second-generation Elixir golf ball. So lots of good stuff going
4: on. Good deal. Uh, Greeny, thanks for joining us today, man. Have a great weekend, a great show tomorrow, and uh, we'll check in with you again next Friday. All right. Have a good one, too, Cliff. Thanks. Thank you. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Looking forward to following Harold on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, keep it locked to Pirate Radio's social media accounts. We'll have all the... Info and scores on he and Bubba Watson playing this weekend down in New Orleans. Uh, Pirates are playing in New Orleans, and it is not going well. ECU trailing 10-2 to two in the seventh inning. Brighter days ahead, hopefully, in this series for East Carolina. Uh, before we go to break, Shirley and Chandler, of course, we're all familiar with Liga Nacional de Baloncesto. Yeah, sure. Y'all are big fans. Of yeah. course, I'm talking about the top men's professional basketball league in the Dominican Republic. And uh, they just held their draft a couple days ago. A.J. Brahma uh, was the first pick by San Francisco de McCoy Indians. Uh, he was the first pick. Uh, went to Robert Morris in Nevada. Uh, second pick by Reales de la Vega. Uh, a Ford, 6'7 Ford, Alonzo Frink. So, no the, way the second pick in the lnb draft alenzo frank east carolina
7: wow <laughs> wow wow
4: so i guess frank Well, that, i tell you what the portal took him to a uh, <laughs> hey, you never know you never know where that portal will take you <laughs> he went through the wrong door i
5: think he went through the wrong portal <laughs> he took a left and he not went a right the
8: international portal
4: now i don't know what the rules are here if he can decide to go ahead and join this team professionally and then play for them or if he wants to maybe jump on uh, and play another year of college basketball but uh that is uh that's real news
8: mm. wow.
4: wow ecu had a second overall pick in a basketball draft
8: just like we did with jordan williams he was a first overall first pick. overall in yeah. what
4: league cfl cfl Huh. Cray. Cray, cray. <laughs> Let's take a time out. We'll come back and wrap it up on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome uh, contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR9. 927 FM Join the over 55,000 followers today. Now let's head back to the show. Here's clip.
4: All right. It was January 2nd, 2022, when Joe Judge said that the, the New York Giants are not a clown show organization. Uh, <laughs> he was then fired. And now Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News is reporting that the Giants are looking to trade. Their 2021 first-round pick Kadarius Tony, after one year of his service, he has not shown up to the workouts. I saw where Kenny Galladay said he didn't know why Tony wasn't there and hasn't talked to him in a while. So get him out, judge out, but the clown show rolls on in New York. And he said that, by the way, referring to Washington, which is why. I agree. We are a clown show organization, but only I I can say that. You can't say that. You know what I'm saying? I can talk about my team. You can't, Joe Judge. So screw you. Screw the Giants. And everybody have a great weekend. Chandler, Shirley.
5: Everybody have a great weekend, except for you, the New York Giants.
4: Yeah, screw you, New York Giants. Uh, We will see you Monday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Have a fantastic weekend, folks,
1: and we'll see you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.